Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. This episode of Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by Prestige Extermination Service. Need that pesky raccoon that keeps rummaging through your garbage to disappear? Need that mouse that keeps scaring the poop out of your butt taken care of? <laughs> Let the stable of magicians at Prestige Extermination Service take those varmints out of your house and into their magic acts. You know why they call the second act of a magic trick the turn, right? Because the magicians at Prestige Extermination Service, Extermination Service will turn those pets into dead. <laughs> Our magicians have no shame in turning a raccoon into a pretty little finch. Or a pain in the ass mouse into a finch. <laughs> or a shit-eating gopher into a, you guessed it, a pretty little finch. Prestige Extermination Service doesn't kill birds. They're not monsters. Let me set the scene for you. First, there's the pledge. The pest making your life hell is caught and becomes part of one of our magic shows. It is presented to the audience in a cage, and then a magic cloak of death is draped over the cage. <laughs> Next, there's the turn. Bang! What? <laughs> the magician slams both hands down on the cloak-covered cage with all his force, killing the varmint probably instantly. And then there's the prestige. The magician pulls a beautiful yellow canary out from behind his back. With the audience slightly confused, far back in the darkness of the crowd, there's one high-pitched scream of joy from the audience. It's you cheering with tears in your eyes. Then slowly the crowd's cheers grow into a roaring frenzy of bloodlust and a love for true magic. <laughs> Prestige Extermination Service. Magic hates animals. <laughs> oh, that is not PETA approved. No, PETA would not like... I don't think they Either like the is Prestige. the Prestige. Yeah, I'd say uh, PETA is not happy about the Prestige. That made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> they kill so many birds in that movie. Oh my god. It's a thing. I wanna be at Beverly's bringing me home with my movies. Just if I'm blind, no reason why. I love this scene. It makes I can drag your favorite podcast. Let's start this thing. Hey! That's Video Kingdom. Was that loud? Jesus. Is that loud to you guys? I was like, I was like yeah. somebody by the fence? Is somebody over there? It was fine. I was like, I was like, oh, I totally have a good opening for the uh, for the pod, and then that's what I came and up just with. Just screamed, hey! Yeah, I was just like, wanted to make sure you guys were awake. Uh, so we're out here in the Bevs outdoor studio. It is a not too chilly of a night. Yeah. We've got some cars whirring by on Whitmore Avenue here, just cruising. Well. It's a sad. It's a sad day here on uh, on Bev's Video Kingdom. <laughs> I'm like angry and sad. And Brad, can you fill everybody in on what's going on with our uh, with our socials? I guess we're in Facebook jail right now. I believe. I think that's the term. Uh, and it was just sudden. It was swift, and it was just like uh, as as fucked up as you think Facebook is, as far as the way they kind of run things. Uh, it was pretty much all of that. Because uh, they, they told us, they sent us a little email, but they didn't specify what we had done. Nothing something at all. all. Something along the lines of the, violating the terms of service. You can't post illegal shit. Yeah, like things that break the law or whatever. So we kind of had a couple ideas of what it might have been. 
I'm positive what but it was. But then they're like, can you, do you accept your guilt? Wait, or do you want to appeal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it's you want to like, accept yeah, your it's guilt? It's pretty fucking like, they're like, you accept this and we'll put you on the table and pull out your intestines? Or do you want to, you know? Well, yeah, the acceptance, I thought, okay, accept means that they're going to just, uh, you know. Restore it. Take down the, 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 the shit that we messed up on and then we keep going, like. So Facebook jail, I mean, I, I've never been in Facebook jail because I don't actually me, post me on Facebook. It's but the first time. The thing about it that's funny to me is that, like, I, th- I know people that are like, oh, I'm in Facebook jail. And then they, they're back, like, a few days later. Like, our shit is gone. So Completely far- removed. <laughs> so far, the food's not bad. <laughs> Food, it's great. Actually, they have good beer at this jail that we're in. Mine's uh, moving. Uh, so, so... Yeah, so the two things, right, are either we, 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 we did Dogma last week. Go listen to that episode. Yes. And uh, we we posted a YouTube video. It wasn't our content. We linked to YouTube where there is a full length, it's still up, a full length video of Dogma. Isn't which, that- which was, we did encourage that to happen just because, you know, fuck uh, Harvey Weinstein. Fuck Harvey Weinstein. Who is in prison you know right what? now. I just want to point sentence, that if Facebook took us down for that shit, then they're no better than Harvey Weinstein. So yeah, I, own I, that. I, I, own I can't that believe shit. Facebook is siding with Harvey Weinstein. Own, that's, what I, that's what I take. That's what us. the headline should be tomorrow. Like a Mark Fuckerberg. Zuckerberg side with Weinstein. <laughs> That's if, if we could get that into like just the media verse, yeah, like so. just yeah, that you would. You know be, what would be really like perfectly fitting is if we made a like we made a meme and then fucking circulated it on Facebook that said that and it just caught wildfire. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All I can say though is, it, so it's a business page. When you when you have your podcast page, it's a, it's a business page, and so like we're all the uh, the, the managers of it. And I can just imagine if I had a real business that I was making money off of and like I relied on my oh, Facebook you'd lose page, your mind. I, I'd be I'd be going shit like ballistic right now. Although it's kind of a weird thing. Like I had this thought where like, you know, I like to try to drive this kind of cognitive dissonance out and just, you know, live in a very simple world where I'm always right. But uh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm super fucking angry. Like you were like, I'm sad. I'm like rage monster. <laughs> I was like, I will find you, Mark Zuckerberg, and I will fight you. That's how um, Nate deals with his feelings. I do deal with my feelings. So, <laughs> so, so I was like rage monster about it but then i was like yeah you know you your your private business that you know makes you money you cannot you know kick that, me off that, this that hosts us for free. my business cannot make its money fuck you that hosts us for free yeah. and offers us this free service and access to people yeah. how dare you <laughs> no it's true that is, it's, it's, but I, I tried to push that out because it just it cut me up literally last night so i was like oh fucking i'm right yeah <laughs> so let's not three things but we're upset guys fuck so, mark zuckerberg so maybe the page is up as you're listening to this maybe the page is back up uh we, we are i think we're in the appeals process and we're hoping for uh uh, a good result. And I will say, I know some very cool Facebook employees, including one who, who, who was a sort of a friend of a friend, friend of my si- friend, a husband of a friend of my sister's and my sister, Amy, who's awesome, like immediately jumped on this and was like, who do I know? She contacted somebody. He put an appeal for us. So there's people helping us out. Hopefully we'll get back up. If not, we're going to go rogue and make a new Bev's video kingdom, uh, pod movie podcast. We're going to make our own social media. Uh, yeah. yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that what you do? You just make your own platform. Uh, Trump yeah. did it, dude. Don't you see all the people on his, uh, on his special? I, I, I think that's uh, what one? we got to do. He um, didn't. And, and, and <laughs> we're we're going to start movier. And I, and I will say I made a cool connection today, uh, because of it, because I got this message in like my secret like box where they don't tell you unless you look really deep in your Facebook messenger. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, what's that little thing on my picture? And, and, and it brought me to uh, Joshua Sloan, who's one of the rewatchables, ad, the rewatchables Facebook page admins. And he's like, dude, where the fuck your Facebook page go? <laughs> he's like, I just went over there to make give you guys shit for saying you hadn't seen Slacker on the Dogma Pod. 
We have. It was, it was a dogma. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, he's like, of course, I haven't seen it either. That was the joke. But you know, it wasn't there. <laughs> and so anyway, I was I was kicking around with him, and he said that he was thinking about coming to the IPA release. But how uh, can you be an admin for the rewatchables and you've never seen Slacker? Yeah, oh my god, seriously, Joshua. <laughs> We're gonna burn him so bad. Anyway, That's terrible. so uh, if jo- if you if you decide to come come on out, you got, you got a free t shirt away. Bev's Video Kingdom t shirt. Well, as we were saying earlier, it's it's totally Scotch Beck's fault, right? Isn't it, Scotch? We all agree. Oh, to- yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. That checks out. It's, even Scott agrees. <laughs> <laughs> so Scotch just walked into the, the Bev's outdoor studio. And the other thing is, uh, we got the beer release coming up, and that's what Josh was saying. He wanted to come out for the IPA release. We got less than two weeks, dudes. Saturday yeah, after next. Holy shit. Hey, we tasted. We tasted a little a little yeah. just Oops. right. It's it's getting close to finish, but we gotta try a little uh, a little sample and oh my lord, folks. Mm. It's gonna be delicious. What date does this come out? Okay, so you're you, they all should be listening right now on January the twenty fifth. Uh, yeah. So if you're listening on on the on the launch day here or on the on the on the drop day, it's January twenty fifth. So like less than two weeks like 10 days yeah we actually we get to we get to go and like you know taste the finished product this saturday so so full disclosure we went and tried some of the like halfway done beer it was pretty damn good and dude it was pretty tasty the after so there's like a lot of uh organic matter and vegetable matter kind of just floating around in it so it had like a bitter aftertaste but the initial taste of it was well, really tasty. Walter at last call is a genius. Walter is a mad oh. scientist. He's brilliant. Unreal. And, and so he's like fun. self-taught. He's not like a guy that was just like drank at the beer room. was like at the at the tap room and he was like, yeah, I want to try. No, <laughs> speaking of finding your passion, that's what Walter did. He oh, found man. his passion. That dude is devoted to his craft and, and makes delicious beers down there at Last Call Brewing in th- California. I think if you're listening to this, Walter's in uh, Louisiana. So shout out to uh, <laughs> yeah, Walter well, in New Orleans. If you're, uh, yeah. here, Kendra, this one's for you. Kendra, so. Walt, I hope you guys are enjoying the shit out of uh, <laughs> New Orleans. Tearing up some po' boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, some, some beignets. Getting, getting uh, that delicious food whatnot. grub. Yeah, so, so come on out on February 5th to Last Call Brewing. We're going to get there like four or five in the evening on Saturday, February 5th. We're going to be, Scotch Beck's going to be playing some music. Oh, uh, yeah. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Zachy and I might uh, might jump in for a song uh, here and there, and then uh, we're going to have all, uh, we might even, you know, I, I keep saying we're going to bring the pot equipment, and all the guys look at me funny. I'm doing it. I'm going to go show you. Trivia, uh, a few trivia questions <laughs> for some prizes, and uh, so there's going to be some merch. Longest some traveled uh, person, whoever travels the furthest to the pot is going to get a free $20 t-shirt. So, so I mean... What's six hundred dollars on a plane ticket yeah. when you get a twenty dollars? You get, you get right. a free shirt when it's you like, get there. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, it's basically the completely worth it. One thing I know about our listeners is that they have tons of disposable income. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm sure it'd be no big deal. Disposable <laughs> income and time. Yeah we're, yep. yeah, we're we're aiming for the like sort of filthy rich crowd is where we're at. We're going yeah. for like the sort of trust fund. Well, yeah, I mean, hey, Modesto Airport's real close. If you want to bring in your jet and you know you're, yeah. you're just kind of cruising oh, there, tons of jets uh, in there. Yeah, just come on in. They've got hangers. Uh, I know some people. Yeah, All Modesto's so, jet guys keep their jets there, guys. So we will have our T-shirts. You've probably seen them on our socials. They say Bev's Video Kingdom. They're cool, traditional T-shirts. We're also doing some tank tops for the ladies. Our wives were like, we need tank tops. So we ordered some extras. So for the women who want tank tops, you got those. So we're, it's going to be just a party. We're going to have a great time. You're going to order our BVK IPA. So you guys got to come out. So Did we talk about the food truck? Did we tell everybody oh, no. about the food truck? Dude, tell, no. Brad, who, who do we have bringing the, the food game? Oh, yeah. We got, we got saucing it up. And... And they are, uh, uh, they used to be down in LA. Now they're up here in the NorCal scene and they are doing uh, chicken 
like uh, nuggets and spuds. But the, the the key thing here is you got to get their little chicken biscuit. It's a it's a, it's a, biscuit, a chicken, chicken biscuit sandwich with a little pickle, a little uh, 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 maple uh-huh. syrup. Yeah, they look like they drizzle some uh, honey or something on it. Oh my god! They got a little spice to it, a little sweetness, and they will knock your socks off. And it's gonna be uh, they're gonna be serving those all night. So so coming out, have some fried chicken and carbs, and uh, you know we're just all gonna get fat and drunk. Party and, with uh, us. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Good all times, right. man. We all need some good times right now. Yes, so did we watch did we watch a movie? I don't know. The train's here. I've watched some movies <laughs> in the last week. I have also watched some movies. I watched yeah, some but... some serious movies and yeah. and quite a bit of Cobra Kai actually. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if you guys are all caught up on Never Cobra Kai. Never got back onto it after season 1. Oh I man. I haven't even started. It's... My my family was yelling at me as I was walking out the door like we we don't get to watch Boba Fett tonight. I'm like, "Sorry, sorry." Oh, I haven't tomorrow. started that yet. Yeah, so <laughs> Anyways, my, my quick take on Cobra Kai, because I know you guys are all wondering, <laughs> it's it's basically slowly and actually pretty rapidly turning into Power Rangers. It's literally, if you ever watched Power oh, wow. Rangers when you were a kid and you saw the acting and the, there's the train, it is, fuck, it's fucking Power Rangers. All right. <laughs> guys, I'm Zach. I picked the movie tonight. One of my favorite movies of all time. The Prestige. Oh yeah, that's good. And and, and I think good, everybody man. has seen it. I know Scott Scott hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. I, 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 oh, I oh, we I didn't. We Scott's dead. Hello. There you are. Uh, yeah, I actually watched it last night. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I want I want to talk about that later. But you guys had all seen it, right? Yeah. Yep. 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 So 2006, Christopher Nolan movie. Um, man, I. I I, I will just say that I had a really hard time coming up with a body bag today because I love this movie so much. It's got all of my Sorry, big I got, things. I got two, so. Which is like perfect, <laughs> perfect. I, I just love the the twists, the back and forth uh, timeline stuff, and the uh, the period drama. I just, I, I, I love all of those things. They come together for me very nicely. There's even some sci-fi mixed in there, and it's not insanely overdone to where it's completely ridiculous which i which i just love so i'm curious what your thoughts are what do you think nikki b love this movie owned it before my wife's last garage sale so <laughs> owned it for a very long time not a blind buy not a blind buy. not a blind buy she took your prestige and put it on the lawn no, huh? i i sold it Okay. I, I had to make hard decisions, hard what cuts. I hope you bargained like you crazy. Keep? You were just like, hey, uh, these guys, like, hey, $2? Like, no, five. It was a good sized box of, <laughs> Three, of a four. cardboard box of. Oh, they bought all the DVDs for like $16. Uh, like half $16. of what I had. Was it all the blind buys? No, no, because Prestige was in there. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make some hard choices. But uh, <laughs> but at that, at, at that point, I had watched it plenty Okay, and uh, I got my full. Um, you guys know I'm a, I'm a Nolan. I'm a Nolan head. For yeah. sure. I was so hyped for Interstellar when it came out, and I didn't forget how much I love the Prestige. And I do think I'm with Zach. I think this is my my favorite. Nolan blows me away. It just makes me think about about him and how he's able to be a bridge from blockbuster and also cult classics. Like not many directors can do the same. Yeah. It's either one or the other. And, and Nolan, and do you think this is a cult classic or a hundred percent cult cult classic? Okay. That's my take on it. I don't know. I don't know. Do you, what do you have the box on? And, and ta- talking about it, I mean, over the years now, it's might have it might have grossed enough. But at the over the years, I feel like the Batman takes trilogy takes a lot of the attention. Memento being well, his first art film. Um, Inception was the, a huge big budget. Um, I have the 
Prestige was forty million dollar budget with uh, 109, 109 million worldwide gross. So that's, I mean, that, that's it's pretty big. But I do. It's funny because it did have that gross and it has some real star power. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like Bale or or Jackman were not huge at the time. But it does in like thinking back on it, it does have the feel of like a little bit more like closer to Memento than Batman. Well, now looking at his catalog, right? It's like looking at at his IMDb. You got some circles where it's left out, and Dunkirk is like the big like blowing people's mind. Yeah. And you have other circles that I think the Prestige is that movie that takes the place of the Dunkirk. No question for me, Prestige is certainly better than Dunkirk. I a hundred percent. I agree, but man, you should hear people. Um, yeah, people geek out on Dunkirk. I know. Like, I tried I, to rewatch it since I've heard that discussion on a, on a pod that we know, and uh, I got to rewatch it again. Um, it's it's great for. I mean, it's it builds tension and all that, but man, they for the way that they talked about it, prestige is. Isn't it your boy Tarantino? Day. It's like his movie, right? Like he loves. Yeah. It. He was on, oh, yeah. So, yeah, on the rewatchables, he was a guest. They talked about that. Like it's like in their minds, it's a it's a film house. It's an art. It's a film school. Dun- Dunkirk blew me away in the theaters. Just one because the did sound. Did you see it IMAX? Yeah, and yeah. the sound and the sound editing and everything. Just I mean, when those when they're shooting through that that old like broken ship and it's oh, like, yeah. God damn, it was well, so loud and, and amazing. Music, and it's literally like a ticking co- clock the yeah. entire like movie. The movie. I, I love the movie, but Prestige is just a much 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 more enjoyable movie to me. Yeah, and so you know to get uh, to get through my stuff so I can get you know so you guys can talk. It's Nolan how. How he approaches time. He approaches time in every single one of his movies, and I fucking dig that theme. Uh, it's approached in a different way every time, and what a cool theme to like approach as an artist um, and a director and someone who does his homework first of all. Uh, and you know, a lot of his movies are based in reality. You know, I've read enough and done enough research about him. Is like he respects the subject matter that he's going to direct enough to do the research, do his homework, hire physicists uh, for Interstellar base his stories and his plot and his writing in reality so that he can make these spectacle movies. Everything's rooted and he has a plan. There's a purpose for everything. He does his homework and then he just fucking rolls and, you know, execs line up to pitch him. He's like uh, just an amazing big budget art, you know, artist of a director that uh, he missed on Tenet. I, I hated Tenet. And <laughs> I didn't hate it, but it's not a good I really disliked Tenet. And, uh, but I can't wait. I mean, I will watch every single movie, and For we'll sure. get into, you know, drinking the director and, and all the other stuff after that. But loved it, loved Prestige, loved the pick. I really just, after watching this, I think my third or fourth time watching it, it just gets so much more enjoyable, I think, each time you watch it, because... You see how much is set up. You see, I mean, even the things that are a little bit heavy-handed, like after you already kind of know the twists and stuff, you, when you start seeing things, you're like, okay, that was a little heavy-handed that they threw that in there. Um, some little lines here and there. But at the same time, it just comes together so well. And it really is a fun movie. Um, I'll get a lot more into it in, in Shag Snag Body Bag. But uh, uh, Nolan, I'm showing up for all Nolan's movies, just like Nick was saying. I mean, 100%. there's... It's it's just you got to see his movies. Uh, always got something interesting going on. The time stuff always interesting, and uh, yeah, I I loved it, and my kids love it. So we we I watched it now twice. My son when he found out we're watching the Prestige, he's like, oh, we got to watch it again, right? And I was like, yeah, let's watch it again. That's awesome. And he was all stoked to talk about it after watching it for the second time. Nice. So when so you yeah. watch it for the second time, like you said, like there's a lot of stuff where you're like, oh. They're giving it away, like they're they're totally serving it up here. So well, I forgot about the opening scene, even like the opening scene. I forgot how like pretty much they just throw everything out in the opening uh-huh. scene at you, and you're just like, if you don't know what's going on, and obviously we can talk to, well, uh, to Scotch about that, but it's just like 
they pretty much almost spoiled well, well, the movie. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I think that, well, I have comments on that. Um, so, so I think it's one of the themes of the movie is that like it is daring you to believe the simplest explanation, the one that you already know, and you refuse, right? I mean, this is like one of the over, you know, the things he comments on, right? right? This is one of the, the sort of themes that he, that like, it's sort of like quote, there's a quote, I think at some point where it says that. And it's like, there's these things throughout the movie where you're, you know, they, they tell you the solution over and over again. They show you the solution. And if you see it the first time, you just refuse. You just, <laughs> and the twist in some way, I mean, there's obviously other twists. And I want to, what I was going to ask is like, are we just going to blow this shit up? And we should just tell people, right? Well, I mean, yeah. The, at, oh, the, yeah. At this Spoiler point, alert. If you have not seen The Prestige and you want to see it, which you should, pause the pod right now and go look at it. It's on Amazon Prime right now. It should be for a while. Go rent it if it's not. Buy it. Watch it. Spend the next you know two hours and ten minutes watching it and come back to the pod because we don't want to. Percent. We will spoil. This it is a movie. I next. would be disappointed if you hadn't seen it. And you got spoiled. Yeah, so and don't read the wiki first. Yeah, go just go, just go right watch now. It. Just go right now and then come back to the pod because we you know you should you should watch it you know a little bit unadulterated because I'm going to spoil it for you right now. So I I think you know the the, the twist at the end which I have and I want to say a lot more about later where in the end like it is not it's finally not the magic trick right he, he's actually you know cloning them which you see in the first scene right with the hats and the cat which and I don't entirely love that but I will say that I love the theme that I hadn't totally thought of until you sort of made the comment I hadn't like crystallized this idea that like you know it, the key to magic is that it's a two player game here right like the audience is desperate to be to believe that there's something like magical going on and that it's a trick and that it's not just some simple thing. And so I, I don't know. I, I love that about it. The, the time element of it, I want to say is what I think is unique with Nolan and, and he does play with it in different ways in different films, but in that way in particular, he demands a ton of the audience because he does not cue you very much about where you're at no. time wise. Nope. And it's clear that he just does not give a fuck. Like he, it's 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 part of the device, and so he expects a lot of his audience. So he doesn't screen test his movies. He has like a small group <laughs> of friends that I he trusts. That. He doesn't put it into a room with people. He he has a small group of friends, and it stays there. They were all stoned as fuck when they watched fucking <laughs> when they, when he showed him Tenet. They were like, "Yeah, it's good, Chris. Whatever." Uh, <laughs> I want to be in the room with that, with that street with his buddies watching Tenet. I really would love to be. I love oh Tenet. Tent, right? Tenet was amazing. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I just I I really liked the movie. It was only my second time watching it, and I will say that it is a totally different experience because. When you know, like you said, there's a lot of stuff that's heavy-handed, but on the other hand, on the other side of it, I didn't believe, I didn't get any of that shit on the first watch. Like, exactly. it was blown right. away the first time around, and the second time around, I'm like, how did I not see this? This is so obvious. He's trying to make you believe it. I mean, the 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 the, the guy that doesn't ever speak that is obviously Christian and Bale, The, the right? camera yeah. never really shows. I mean, it shows him, but it's always real quick and going away but from there, him but, every time but, he's on But, but you know, later in the movie, you start to get better looks at him, and you still are Towards like, the end, know, yeah. But he has enough prosthetic on the nose oh, that you're yeah, like... It's a great, yeah. yeah, it's a great... Yeah. So anyway, I, I really like the movie. I, I think I probably don't like it um, or Nolan quite as well as you guys, and I might even make the case that Interstellar is my my more preferred movie. That's insane. But Prestige is is it's phenomenal, and, and it's a great watch even on the second round for totally different reasons. Well, that's interesting. So you're Interstellar, Nick. Which one's your favorite? I think that this takes it by a nose. I mean, I just uh, Interstellar is my jam. The black holes, the space, um, it misses. And I, you know, I remember when we did our our basement tape, Interstellar. I realized, you know, thanks to you guys, a couple of things that I I missed, some body bag stuff that I 
that I haven't been able to not think about. It didn't, but it, it, prestige. It's prestige. See, so mine's Inception, so we're all kind of favoring. Dude, and I love Inception. I read some shit on Inception, and I, I've watched it enough, and I never even looked at the ending or noticed a certain thing about the ending I was reading up on it and we can talk about it off the pod but some good shit yeah so I mean that's the I mean we all have our own different kind I mean, of we've all, we've all seen Memento right I mean yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. not yeah, to skip G. over that because that that's shit is movie. fucking wild mm-hmm. did so, any did so, anybody ever see following his first movie no, about no. the it's like about a writer that uh, he wants to get inspired and so he just starts following people around in London no. uh, interesting that's, flick I haven't seen following or insomnia those are the only two oh, so, so we got a dude here though who uh, is joining us who has not seen this flick. So Scott, well, he you saw it for the first time last night. Well, that's, I'm right. sorry, yeah, that's what I mean. He saw it for the first time. That's that's exactly. So we're just talking about watching it for the the second or third or fourth time or whatever. Right. What was your perspective? Yeah, I'm very glad because Zach told me last night don't look at anything yeah. before, and I didn't. I you know even the screen came up when I pulled it up oh, on you Amazon can't read that shit. and I instantly <laughs> start start you know because I didn't want to I was like all right go blind and you know I remember wanting to see this movie back when it came out it had a good preview I think and I don't know why I didn't go see it I, I think there was a couple different magic movies around that time there was there the was Illusionist the Illusionist, Illusionist right yes and so I was kind of confused on which one it was I actually really didn't even know who was in this other than Christian Bale because I knew that was the pod you you know that we're gonna be judging later and so i kind of went in this with completely no idea i had no idea scarjo was in it i was very happy that scarjo was yeah in it. and like anybody and piper paraboot nobody fucking and, david bowie yeah michael kane <laughs> yeah and so yeah so it was it was a really cool experience um like you were saying that all the stuff at the beginning didn't even cross my mind the minute it was off the screen i didn't even think about the hats didn't think about all that crap and i i really did enjoy the film, it was crazy. There's one point when I was watching it and I had to take a break, I had to go take a leak or something, and I paused it and so much shit had happened. And on the screen, it said like 40 minutes of, and there's like two hours. Yeah. I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. Like, God damn. All this shit has already happened and I've got all that movie left to go. It, it blew my mind. I was like, where the fuck is it going to go now? Because it's already gone a bunch of different places. I didn't see any of the twists really. I knew something was funky with his buddy, and but again, I, and I started watching it about, you know, almost towards the end. I was like, okay, who the fuck is right? This has got to be a bigger character. Something Something's going it, on. And it was kind of like it was obvious to me that it was somebody, but but I didn't know. I, I didn't figure it out. Yeah. At one point, I thought it might even be ScarJo. Like, yeah, oh, right. You know, because there was something about the the way they were shaped. I was like, is it her? Like, it, it, that'd be crazy. And so, yeah, I loved it. It, it was a good movie. Um, and I had a, had a good experience with it. What about that last where the, the last reveal after he shoots them and they start discussing like what went down? Like, what was that reveal? Like, were you just, I mean, was it like jaw to the floor? So my, my one, I, I don't want to step on other stuff later on with snag shag body bags yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. No, go ahead. But like just, just the whole super, the, the magic part of it and the cloning part of it. I didn't like that much. I'm with first Scott. Now, this is my body. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. We will get there. So, anyway. so yeah. So, but how they were kind of piecing it all together. And, and I loved like, you know, oh, he's reading his diary and, and he's like, hey, well, fuck you. You know, <laughs> and, then, and then his diary. Hey, well, you're, in pr-, you know, that, that was great. Didn't see that shit coming. And yeah, um, I didn't, I didn't see any, I knew he was going to do something at the end when he was getting hung. And, but I didn't see that coming at all as far as a double or something. 
it kind of leads you to think that he's got one last trick up his sleeve when he's going to get hung. Right. And he's going to disappear or something. Right. Or it's going to be another guy or something I even like that. Th- I even thought that, because they were kind of pushing the machine at that time, I thought somehow he was going to use the machine to save him for some stupid reason. Oh, I'm yeah. sitting there going, yeah. okay, so... Hugh Jackman was going to yeah, save him? Yeah, like maybe he had, to, he had to change a heart and he was going to save <laughs> him and or whatever, and, or make him appear somewhere fucked up. or So... It, my brain was going nuts. I had no idea what was going on the whole time. My my favorite part of the kind of the reveal of he he has a twin or whatever it is is all of the interplay with the wife and the whole like yeah, you yeah. mean it today you know. So I, can I, tell. I I remember the first time I loved that I like, loved and I and I I have I, I don't not love it but there that bothered me more this time than I liked it and I don't know I I'll talk more about it I think it's that. Something about it this time because I was watching it and looking at it and it felt more painful through the whole thing. Absolutely, it's incredibly it's painful. She's, she's she great. fucking has to kill herself. It's so painful. Well, 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 she's but, getting but tormented I mean, on a day to day basis trying to figure out who her husband and, is. And there's one that's just like fuck. It, I don't and, care about you. And, He's just and, fucking and, bipolar. And exa- exactly. And 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 the and whereas the first time you're watching it, you don't know what's going on until the end, and it just kind of washes over you and it's gone. This time, every time you see the interaction, you're like, what the fuck, dude? Like yeah. you know, like like why? It's so important important to you i mean the character change like like bales the twins characters change because you're like play like the long con is so important to you that you'll fuck over both these women and Everyone. like your family the, the one that hit the worst is when she reveals she's pregnant and he's like oh we should tell fallon like yeah he got to experience the yes. childbirth from his brother his wife telling him and, and it was like not and he didn't really give a shit. He's the wrong guy. Yeah, like, exactly. He be telling the other dude that because yeah. I, I didn't really even care. make that connection to him being like, "Oh, we should tell." Yeah, Fallon. I, I, like, yeah. I caught that this time. Yeah, I did not. Of course, didn't catch it last time. Yeah, so, so, I mean, some anyway, there's some like things that. there that hurt a lot more watching this time. It's just it's funny because it is a totally different experience, and it's not and not necessarily in a bad way, but just your your whole perspective changes and you enjoy the movie in sort of different yeah scott give it a, give it a time and then watch it again it's really it's it's, i was just about to say watch. like on my first watch last night that whole thing with you know i just thought that he literally was all about magic one day and like i didn't yeah i didn't pick up on anything right. about that at all until that reveal at the end and that's when you're like holy shit there's two different dudes switching yeah. off with the with the girls and yeah it, it, and then there's michael kane's part too he met hugh jackman keeping the michael kane character in the dark and michael kane's unbelievable as michael kane oh, is unreal, yeah. and then you got his which isn't as intense as the wife but you still have michael kane's character that you're kind of following because he stays throughout the movie and his yeah. reaction at the end and the unveiling and freaking love Michael Caine. So what are your guys' thoughts on this? So there's a couple questions that come up with this movie, and this is probably the time to talk about it. Hugh Jackman throughout the movie until he gets the machine, how long is that Hugh Jackman around? Oh, sorry. I'm touching the table and making noises. <laughs> you, just, you, so, you make that point, Zach. You pound that table. So, so OG, OG Jackman does the first transport, and he grabs the gun and kills the clone, right? Yeah. Because we're assuming... So that he makes it through that one, kills that clone, right? Yeah. Every time he does it after that, the, the, the first time he does it after that, he dies, and it's the so, clone so, that's alive, right? So he makes a comment, though, like, you never know whether you're going to be the guy that falls in the tank or the guy that's up on the balcony, as though, like, sometimes his mind is one or the other. I, See, that, that I didn't totally understand that. It doesn't make sense you would be the guy in the tank. So this is Every the part time. where it goes, it goes away from the book. The book, which this, is, this movie's based on, his essence would leave, go to the other guy, 
and then that body would just basically just fall and it would be dead. But so. it hits so much harder if you're literally killing yourself every single time. And and I loved Kane's shit at the end where he's like, I told you a story about drowning and it's, like, uh, yeah. it's actually fucking terrible. It's yeah. Yeah. And he's like, his face is kind of like, <laughs> there's a lot of Hugh Jackman like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess that makes Tesla's machine. We obviously don't know how it works. It's cloning. It's it's fantasy. But at the same time, yeah, you don't know which one does he become when whenever it happens. Is he the one that goes? Does he get warped? And then another new one appears, or is he appearing? Well, and it would the, make, this new one comes into existence. If you're basing it off of what it looks like on stage, every time it, the one it drops down and it's it's kind of teleported, so that one stays on stage, drops into the water, and then a new one is created somewhere. But if in you the just, theater. I mean, so what we're what we're thinking is that he's played it out enough in his mind that like. When he pops into existence, he knows to go out to the stage and yes, be like, because, ah, because they're the look same at me. Person. It's yeah, the exact same, same person thinking so, the exact same things. So but you, I, think the OG, yes. I think the OG Jackman dies the very the second time he does the trick. Right, which is why like him saying you don't know which one you're going to be, that one, that doesn't necessarily make sense. Yeah. You don't know if you're going to be the guy. It's a good line. That, yeah, when you think about it, it's like. I don't think he's being as sense? literal as you guys think. I think he's just, he's that's just like a fucking cool catchphrase, right? That's like, a, you know, sometimes you're the windshield, sometimes you're the bug, right? It's like the same fucking, <laughs> it's the same thing, I think. That's a great catchphrase. Um, <laughs> so that's Mary Chapin Carpenter, bro. She's got some, some good jams. Uh I think her dad may have written that. I'm not sure. Anyways, we're moving on. The second thing is, is that, and I think it's obvious, but the good brother that loves the wife is the one that gets hung, correct? No. The, yes, because he cares about the daughter. Right. That's what the gave it that, away for me. He says sorry for about, he says sorry for Sarah, though, when he's going, when they're taking him. He says sorry to his buddy. Sorry for Sarah. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's the uncle. Oh, you think it's the other one? He's way. walking away, so I'm sorry for a lot of things. I'm sorry for Sarah. Yeah, actually, okay, maybe that, yeah. That, so you that think does the dick it. one is the one that dies, uh, that gets hung. I thought that... The, yeah, the, the one the that's thing in that, love of ScarJo is the one that dies, I think. The thing that threw me was I thought it was yeah, the daughter. Right. His, his interactions with the daughter and his indifference to the wife being pregnant led me to believe that maybe he was the one... No, because at that I mean, point, he uncle, has to, I mean, you've been acting like a dad right, for this kid. I you're, guess you're right. Right so, now, I mean, his job is to make sure he appears like her dad because... He's gonna reappear to her after he's hung. The act, you know, his okay. actual dad right. is the one that's gonna yeah. show up. Yeah, maybe which I actually over, makes you should you know makes you feel a little better. Maybe I, mean, I overthought I that. <laughs> so the dick one dies. Yes. Yeah. I think, yeah now that you guys say that, I think that's correct. Yeah, because I, I I remember thinking that like the one that that there was no match that was available. Like the one right. that's that's still alive. I think that was like, their way of telling couldn't you. Couldn't go find ScarJo and mm-hmm. hook up with her because that's not the right pair. I think that was Nolan's way of telling you which one was which, just him apologizing. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. I thought the same thing. Interesting. Interesting. I'm sorry for being such a dick and made your wife kill herself. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Can't, you can't be nice for one <laughs> day, bro. Sorry stuff. Um, I'm sorry and stuff. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. about getting wasted that time and <laughs> I'm sorry what I said. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so... I don't know, man. I think that's... Uh, Are we talking to Nolan? Do I want to talk to Nolan? So I want to talk to this dude. On Bev's Video Kingdom, uh, we are sponsored by... Last Call Brewing, Oakdale, California. All sorts of craft brews on tap. Uh, Monday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you can come out to Last Call Tap Room in Oakdale, California and drink some delicious beer while watching sports on their TVs and eating some delicious food truck food with a variety of food trucks showing up 
and, and, and drop our name. It won't get you anything, but it'll make us feel cool. Yeah. So, say, hey, man. I, I BBK, they sent us. I got a text from uh, from a friend the other night, and she said, uh, she's like, yeah, I was at, I didn't even know she ever heard of the pod. I think she hasn't listened, but she, she has seen it on, on Facebook, and she was like, yeah, I dropped your, uh, I totally name dropped your, you and your pod at a blast call for the first time I was there. And I was like, oh, cool. Did they give you a thing? No, but you know, it was cool. Did they look at her with a blank <laughs> stare? Like, what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> no, I think, I probably, I'm guessing she talked to Jake. Well, I got to sh- give a shout out to Jake because Jake's been yeah, out there Jake's and, the boy, and, yeah. and uh, he's, he's been setting things up for us and, and he's, he's all stoked about this, uh, this yeah. beer release we're going to do. And shout out to Jake because he's uh, a great dude and he's running the tap room down there. And, uh, and dude, you know what? I asked Jake his top five movies when we were brewing because he was hanging out out there, and like he had one of the most interesting set of answers. Yeah, like some real cool dark horse shit that I was like, got really into it too. I, yeah, I, I went and watched Wanderlust because he brought up, and they were so yeah. like, you know, Last Call. That's like their movie. He, he talks about Wanderlust, and he talked about like that yeah. that special cut, which I didn't watch, but dude, we were dying again. Oh, Have you so, guys all seen Wanderlust? It's so good, dude. I probably go back to Paul it. Rudd. Is, is it Aniston? It's Aniston yeah. and Paul Rudd. Interesting. I don't think I've seen it. There's some great, you know, uh, improv yeah. Rudd in front of a mirror. It's yeah. gold. Oh, that's my favorite Fucking part gold. of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, somebody also told me that they watched uh, uh, come, come to, We Come Together because they you, come together. They yeah. come together because you. Well, Nikki you, did. I watched it, it with, yeah, we watched that, knocked that one out. No, too. someone else had oh, watched somebody it because you, well? we ran and we're like, that was right on point. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Such a great movie. So, so yeah, that, we're getting we're getting all the recommendations out. All right, so we're drinking with the director. Drinking uh, with right? the director. It looks like Nate's got a Sands Grenadine Diet Pepsi today, or no, is there I, some in there? I, I put some Big Boy whiskey in it today. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. Look at that. Get some, day. bud. Get some. I'm I'm all grows up. He's all grows up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am. Our our freaking. Last call brewing keg is tapped, and so <laughs> it's I'm so delicious. I'm drinking this, you know, little tiny brewery in the area too, uh, the Dust Bowl Taco Truck. I know he's probably heard of them, but go to go to Last Call and get yourself. A <laughs> well, Zach, if you go down to the tap room, you can just walk in and, and grab some four packs, Ooh, delicious like four packs. I've got some of that Simple Chaos, a nice oh, little. Was, I really like Walter Simple created. Chaos. We, this is what we were drinking actually while we were brewing our brewing beer. Yes. I don't even like beer, and I like that. And uh, yeah, so I got my my Simple Chaos, and actually it's funny because. Simple Chaos, I, I have right now in my, my fridge. I have some from Dying Breed, which is another brewery in Oakdale. Um, but for the last two 49ers games, I've drinking the same three beers. I went started off with the Dying Breed and then went to two Simple Chaos. And so I have that sitting in my fridge. Now, this is coming out on Tuesday, so maybe the Niners beat the Packers, I'm hoping. We don't know yet. But I have my beer set up to drink the same ones for the th- for the entire game because it worked for the the uh the rams game and it worked for the cowboys game that's so. makes checks out too and walter i'm sorry the if the niners beat the the packers you had a good season <laughs> i'm not sorry walter i'm not sorry <laughs> but then again maybe the packers are moving on right now yeah. and the niners are, are are licking their wounds and but. if that's true then we will not be there on friday <laughs> <laughs> uh what are you? Were you on that taco truck? Yeah, right I'm on that Zach. That uh, the same, uh, same that's, Zach Taco Bowl. Uh, taco Bowl. Taco, taco Bowl. Taco, taco Bowl. <laughs> it's delicious. Yeah, it's really the healthy version of the taco. <laughs> yeah, you don't uh, want all those empty carbs. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, Scott, what are you drinking? Over there? Same thing. I, yeah. Everybody's on yeah. the, t- the Dust Bowl. The Dust Bowl's great too. I'll bet they'd come. We they gotta get great. Dust Bowl on someday. But I mean, we could definitely get them as a sponsor. They're so small, but you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dust Bowl Brewing's great. They're right around the corner here in Turlock. So. And they have locations in Monterey as well as Elk Grove. Yeah, they're cool. Too. I only say that because the place is fucking huge. We were just there the other day, and they have a delicious bacon cheeseburger. So they also, I mm, do not want to talk shit. Their fried cheese curds are the deal, too. Uh, squeakers. The Hillmar cheese squeakers. I'll, I'll eat, like, I legit will just order like four orders for myself. So I learned something new about those. <laughs> I, I what, always, what do you guys want? I always thought it was the same cheese, but it's actually whatever cheese curds they get in. So sometimes it's got the little jalapeno going. Yeah. Sometimes it's the cheddar. Sometimes it's like the Colby. I didn't realize that it's I did switches. not know that. They mix it right up on you. Sometimes, yeah. It comes out with different types of cheese. Respect. So. See, that's not a good thing because my brother's allergic to Swiss and only Swiss cheese. Oh. I don't, I don't think not it's allergic squeakers. to anything else. But I don't think the they holes. would do the Swiss. <laughs> the holes in the Swiss cheese. It's, it's it, taking it, away. It, it's, it's less cheese. It's like cheese rushing roulette with your brother. You're just <laughs> like, ah, oh, I'm gonna, okay, there's six there. Hey, I Too mean, much if, oxygen get into that cheese. If you're going to risk life and limb for something, I mean, fried cheese is like, not, I can think true. of that's way true. worse. It's not a wrong choice. Right. <laughs> uh, so we're going to sit down. Everybody's got their beers. Uh, Christopher Nolan, he probably he has looks his tea, like, tea drinker. Is that what he, yeah, he's, he's British. So Christopher Nolan's from Britain. He did that movie. Uh, he he did he did a short that got some that got some play, and then he kind of came up and did that movie the following, and followed that up with Memento, which uh, we kind of talked about earlier. I don't know if it's we want to talk about that further, but I think it's fucking amazing. Talk about it, bro. I mean, I just stuff. I think that movie is the the timeline playing with the timeline in that movie is like masterful to me for people that haven't seen it the timeline is told backwards they start at the end of the movie and go to the beginning the main character is someone who has lost his short-term memory um and it's kind of telling the story yeah literally yeah backwards and you're trying to piece it together i'll say it's got one of the scenes uh, it's got a scene in the movie and i won't spoil it too much but it's just like i don't think i've ever been more angry at a character in a movie than maybe memento when Carrie on Ma- Carrie Ann Moss. Oh yeah. When she she basically like fakes the abuse. Oh my god. And then she's just looking at him and he's trying to write shit down. He can't find a pen and she's just like looking at him. She sits down and just she like hates. talking shit. And then she comes walking back in all hurt and is like, oh. oh. And it's just like, oh, it's so I fucking infuriating. Just ah. Oh. Why Trinity? It makes me want to watch that again. I know, Trinity's fucking Trinity. Nice. Why Trinity? <laughs> <laughs> So so he goes he goes from there and just kind of takes off. He makes insomnia and then gets right into um, Batman begins. being Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And makes some of the like I mean, kind of genre defining Batman, depending on who you talk to. I think I don't think anybody argues that those aren't the best Batman movies. The um, best superhero argue. I mean, people will argue that they're the best superhero. People movies will say ever that made. Dark Knight's the best movie. Period. Mm-hmm. Not even yes. keeping it to superheroes. Yeah. I don't agree, but I don't hate them. I, I mean, they're great. I think the first one where he goes and like kind of learns the martial arts in the in the hills. I love that. Amazing. Shit. Yeah, See, I, I love the last one because I like Bane, our boy Tom Hardy. Dark oh. Knight as a movie, you know, is an amazing movie on its own, hands down. Top, you know, top ten. I don't know about that, but amazing movie. I would, I would, I mean, the first question I would ask the dude is like, well, first of all, I, I don't want to go there yet. Batman, in the middle of Batman, he's just like, oh, hang on a second. I'm going to make the prestige really quick. <laughs> That's it's such a random thing. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Eh, let me just do prestige. He's like, hey, Christian, quick. you want to do writing, this movie? I, I, he was writing for five years, and then so he was in the middle of it. I, I had, and then Batman comes along. It, he's, he's working on it around projects. That's fucking wild, right? And then, and then, and then just the kind of the ambition of the, 
of the movie Prestige, I think, is just, you know, the, the way that it's edited, like Nate said, they, they're not spoon-feeding a lot of it to you, I think, as far as the timeline goes. Yeah. It's switching timelines, and it's not like people are dressed differently or really much different from, from back and forth, and you really got to pay attention. Um, 146 time jumps. Yeah, that's Holy crazy. Shit. And a lot of that, especially <laughs> early in the movie when you get some jumps like to the Tesla stuff, when you're really with Jackman, you're just like, I don't know where we're at. Like, <laughs> I don't know, where are we? When are we? Who are we? I was I just, so confused. Like the first 20 minutes, easy. Uh, like I just had no fucking clue what was going on as far as the timeline. So and, yeah, it kind of just tumbles you down the hill for a while. Yeah. So, so I came late to the Nolan party and not in the sense that I – missed all the stuff so like memento i saw right when it came out i owned the dvd almost immediately and i loved it literally didn't know the director was like i just wasn't i wasn't didn't pay attention to that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff back then and and so then like i the prestige because of the illusionist like scott said earlier i just was like oh there's two movies about competing magicians they both sound stupid was watch either one i basically did the (laughs) same exact thing and also i'll say body bag i fucking hate (laughs) hate period like period dramas dude really oh man I, that's an interesting take really not my jam at all man you're, part- you're gonna hate a bunch of christian bale movies when we draft <laughs> yeah well i do and, and, well and, and, and like and and, and, and i like I, I really dislike um the gangs in new york for this reason because i just i can't like get into my that. favorites hot and, and so for me the prestige you know overcomes that but it took me a minute even this time around i was like oh yeah god damn it i gotta figure out what they're saying again and what the accent's all about so 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 i so, 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 <laughs> English, <laughs> speak English. Interesting thing uh, in the in the in the book, uh, ScarJo's character is American, but Did then they decided it? to hire an American actress and make her be British, which was just kind of random. Which she fucking kills it at. She's a good job. I think she's Fine. amazing. So I, f- I think I figured out like who Nolan was probably late in the Batman run, and I still didn't see Interstellar because I was like. There was that and uh, Gravity at the same time, around the same time, and I was like, two fucking weird Gravity movies. Gravity came out weird, before Interstellar. Two yeah. weird movies with in space. I'm not gonna watch either one. So it's like a theme with Nolan. So so, but then I came. I kind of came around. I watched Dunkirk in the theaters. I really liked it. I didn't love it. These guys made me watch Interstellar, and I was like, just blown away. I mean, I I I had no idea what I was in for, and just completely blown away by it. And then I had seen The Prestige, but didn't realize it was Nolan. Because again, at the time, and I, but I didn't even see that. You know, I had come around to that maybe four or five years later. So for me, like I, I, lo- I really like Nolan, and I think I, I don't think I like him as much as The Table. But I will say, and we talked a little bit about this last week in a totally different way. Um, although there's, there's a little bit of overlap, right? But like Kevin Smith and and Tarantino, right? Where we would talk about Dogman earlier. We have a Pulp Fiction pod, which is great. They have these really unique styles that run through their movies and, and their elements that you can just can count on. And, and they, they're like unapologetic about having that like strand through them. Nolan in almost a totally different way, except for the fact that they play with time, which I would say is maybe, you know, growing as a mark of like one of the great, you know, great devices for directors. If you're going to be really good, you got to be good at time. But I would say like Nolan has this thing that he does and he just does it so well that you don't ever get tired of it because he can apply it in so many places. Um, and every one of his movies has the, some of these elements to him. And, and, the, and I, 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 I'm all in on him now. I mean, I definitely will see everything that he ever puts out, I think, at this point. So my, my conversation for Nolan is going to start with, um, so outside of the cloning device, which we're going to get to later because I have some issues with the cloning device. But I think my second thing that I really just can't really take 
and it really noticed it this time watching it. I don't think I even noticed it the first couple times I watched it. The fact that Fallon is uh, captured, he has all this prosthetics on. You don't think as they're like getting him ready to bury him and put him in a coffin and do all this shit like that they're not going to just all of a sudden something's going to come off or the beard's going to come off or get a skew or something and they're going to realize, oh shit, that part really kind of stuck out to me like they go through all this trouble to capture him and do all this shit i mean maybe they tortured him a little bit they're not going to figure out that oh that's a fake beard <laughs> we're going to start slowly pull your mustache <laughs> it's going to hurt it's real bad good, bro. <laughs> so that that part just kind of stood out to me as as one of those things that you know i would hope that he would uh kind of address like what, what you, you think they wouldn't have noticed that'd be fucked up if it's all that he's missing like two fingernails <laughs> Like Jesus, yeah. Syriana, <laughs> Jason Pierre Paul. Oh jeez, <laughs> I was wondering if we Zach, were going to JPP reference. football player. Zach sneakily, like super quietly, like stepped away from the table, put his put his headphones down, went and took a piss, got a beer, but just sprinted recklessly back to, the table <laughs> to make a Jason Pierre Paul joke. He's like, "Oh, I don't give a shit." Oh, this is the second Jason Pierre Paul reference I've made on the pod. The other one was during the My Sex Panther commercial. I said that it, Sex Panther smells oh, like Jason like. Pierre Paul's knuckles. <laughs> oh, hell of a football player. <laughs> Nick, I know that you've got all the questions for Christopher Nolan. Yeah, I'm geeking out just like our our, our Godfather pod. So give me a second. I'm like a little schoolboy. I'll give you a second because I want to I, I ask a question. Not, not to exactly body bag. Um, because this is sort of body bag adjacent with the, the, but, but one of the things that I like that I would say bugged me, but I would want to ask, I would want to give Nolan a chance to defend is the Tesla character seems to interact in a way that I found not believable. And that's part of what led me to, I think, eventually not like the, the, the thing being real, the device being real, because I kept expecting Tesla to be part of the part of the trick. Because his character seems like he's indulging Hugh Jackman too much. Like, what is Tesla thinking? He's like, oh, you, you know, you're, I'll take all your money and I'll build this thing that's like obviously groundbreaking science that would be worth however much, you know, infinity <laughs> dollars. And he's a everyone man. would be like, holy fuck. Like, well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, there's no amount of money that Jackman could pay him to substitute for the notoriety combined with what money he would make. And so that's, I kept. That's the point, though, right? Is that. They're not allowing Tesla's technology to get out. What's his name? Franklin's guys. No, Edison. Edison's guys are in there. They fucking burn the whole place down. They're not going to let him release the stuff. He says, David Bowie says, right? Like, he's like, they're, they're not ready for this shit or, you know, it's it's just too much. At the same time, though, I see what Nate's saying. That's like, if, if, if basically Tesla has his own feud with Edison and he's going to do whatever he can to show Edison that, fuck you, look what I can do. Right. Because they were just arguing about about the different currents, the AC or DC or whatever, and it's like now he's got a thing that can clone some shit. You don't think he's going to want to get he's that not, out yeah, of the world? He, be like, yeah, but, fuck you, Edison. I can clone <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, but they he, pitch he, him he, like an artist, though. They pitch him like a scientist artist who doesn't give a shit about that. Yeah, and really, it's, I mean, businessman at the end of it because he's doing it for the money. He has his issues with it, but at the end of the day, he's like, I want to pay you. He has no money, right? He's he's broke from T- project- Tesla. I mean, Tesla's broke. Is that is that what he's supposed to? Tesla's broke, okay. and that's why he's in. He's in. He's there. Colorado Springs. He's in Colorado Springs. He says you're Springs. my last uh, 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 backer, or basically is what he said. And so oh, he's just taking he's... Jackman's money. It probably cost right. him two grand to make the freaking thing, but he charged him two million or whatever. He yeah. said you're my last financier or whatever. And he like. still tries to talk him out of it 
he he would yeah. rather try to not, but at the end of the day, he's got to take the money. But he's a magician, and at the end of the day, that bothers me that he's he just happens. I mean, not a magician, but like an, a legit wizard. Like, <laughs> and I'm and I'm willing to accept if if Nick, you want to play the role in Nolan. Like, I'm I'm willing to accept your explanation, but I I guess I would just simply say, it it didn't. It didn't resonate for me without explanation. Like I really needed to. I needed. To, I need some more. More clothes. from him. I need yeah, some he more needs to be like, that. dude. Edison is fucking with me this bad. Like we, I'm gonna get this to you, but you can't let anybody know that it got to you. Da, 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 da. So sometimes like elements and people and, and characters like that that are almost like floating through, almost like a like, like a, a ghost, like a ghost or a mystic in a sense that they. And I mean, what better movie, obviously, than this movie to have a character like that that's floating. He drives the story forward. He gives just enough. It's you know yeah. it's Bowie. You know it's Tesla. He's and a li- you're not sure is this going to go full sci-fi at that moment in the movie. You still don't know when oh, you yeah. watch it for no, the first time, like Scotch Watch. You don't know is this going to be full sci-fi? Is there something to this that we're not missing? And he just kind of comes in, floats. You know the name. You know that he can do these things. Can he do that? Are they going to take it there? And then he's gone because then you need to carry to carry through with Nolan's. There's not enough. There's too much in a Nolan story to then all of a sudden follow along the Tesla character. So this is bringing up something to me, what Nate was saying. So he goes there because Bale gives him the he gives him thing just, that says just Tesla, says, right? And he says, go to blah, 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 yeah. right? It just says Colorado Springs. Does it say Colorado or does it say Tesla? No, no, just, it just says just Tesla. Tesla. Okay. Just said Tesla. That right. was the so only So he yeah, finds out where Tesla is. Right. They go on this trip to Colorado Springs. He shows up to Colorado Springs. He goes there and says, you built this for this man. But wasn't he just there because Bale was fucking with him? How, yes. would, how would he know what he wanted? Yeah, I mean, that's He a, said, you built this for this man? But wait, doesn't no? But but wait, doesn't Christian Bale now have the two little things that are making like electric between the doors? Now he has that in his act. I don't think so. I don't think he does. Right? Does well, Bale well, doesn't well, have he, the electricity? Either, either way, right? Whether or not he does, yeah. it's clear that Tesla didn't actually build anything for Bale because right. Bale has no idea right. that, that there's like that the cloning is possible. So. So he, it turns out that Tesla can build this thing that that happens to work really well as the, tran- the, the you know the, uh, the transporting that's man. That's a big unanswered. Right? Does but Tesla already have like cause. kind of an idea about this technology, or and presumably you know what I mean? he does? But why would Bale know? Exactly, it's, it's a living Deus ex, ex Machina, and that kind of bothers me. Like the, the whole like it's just going to be something random that comes in the plot that just kind of carries it forward for. Yeah, I. That's that, the, that's my my big. Well, well, and this is why I mean, like, I, I, I'll I'm gonna save this for alternate endings, but I, <laughs> but and but my body bag and my alternate endings, I think, are are together, right? This is you know this whole yeah. thing is. I got uh, I got a question for are you going? Are you got some? Are you ready for Nolan? Just, just yeah, no, you can get in Nolan just a second, but just like they have the safety axes, like to to break open those yeah. those and glass. they don't fucking work. And, they, and on two different occasions, they <laughs> no, don't work at yeah. all. <laughs> like, we what's the point of having the axe? At one point, at one point, the uh, what's his name, Michael Caine or whatever, it looks like he's like hitting yeah, the, the glass side. with the side of the axe. It's like, are you trying to let her drown, bro? Well, well her, <laughs> face is, her face is up <laughs> against him, so maybe he doesn't want to hack into stab it. right through the glass to her face. <laughs> my, my biggest problem was, why the fuck is Michael Caine swinging it? Why don't you give it to Hugh Jackman? <laughs> right, or fucking, so jacked. Jackman's got like a twelve pack. Get Wolverine to swing, swing yeah. those obliques. Those are Victorian. You know what I mean? Those are Victorian abs. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it happens twice because then when when uh, uh, Christian Bale actually tries to save him, like he's using the axe and eh, yeah. not getting through that. It's no go. Do you guys think are the are the blind stagehands clones? 
They are, yeah. right? You think those are different dudes, oh, or is it all the same dude? I thought when I watched it this time, I was like, oh, it's all the same blind guy, but maybe I'm wrong. Did they look? They look. They I, were. I thought there was two of them. And I, I thought and, so, and, too. and I did think it was kind of weird at first. I was like, oh, shit. Wait, those guys. At the very the beginning, guy. when he walks down, he's like, oh, blind yeah. stagehands. I saw the two guys, and I think that they're, they're clones. And then another guy kind of comes out in the background, and I'm like, oh, shit, are they all? Like, there's he's got an army of blind fucking stagehands, I mean, which he, is really If he's tight. really, if he's really cool. ruthless, he could just have regular stagehands and then kill them at the end of the night, like, clone yeah. them or whatever. I mean, if he was really ruthless, he could have, like, <laughs> 57 Scarlett Johansons. But that's, Actually, I guess he doesn't want anybody to know about the cloning. That's guys, a different so. movie. Yeah. <laughs> is that the uh, the, the porn version? <laughs> I'm not objectifying women anymore. Oh yeah, he's Zach's catching some the fun. Pustige. <laughs> the Pustige. <laughs> the Pustige. The Pussy. I like that. Oh no, I'm terrible. It's, 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 we're headed off the road. I wonder what Nolan thinks about that. The retitling. <laughs> the Pustige. The Pustige. He, does, he likes a good title. Oh, he's man. a single word title kind of guy. I want to know what he's going to do next. So, so that's, what, that's where I was going to yeah. talk about. So it's so Oppenheimer. It's called Oppenheimer. Um, about he's uh, considered the father of the atomic bomb, right? And that's what he has on his IMDb in pre-production. And uh, something I was thinking about with Nolan is the only movie that he has tackled a nonfiction story is Dunkirk. Something you know, the, uh, like a part of history that actually has happened. Obviously, original. Uh, screenplay and everything from him but it's based on history and uh so for him to tackle this the thing with nolan is i'm i'm curious if he's ever going to tackle a uh a plot that is a little less like a storyline that's a little less simple and just let his devices and the way that he makes movies just just roll because the idea of dunkirk is fairly simple you have you know these soldiers that are stranded on this beach at the end of world war ii how does christopher nolan approach that we saw how he approached that so i cannot wait uh, to see his approach to a movie like Oppenheimer and how he kind of tackles that. It's too easy for it to just be a countdown to when the bomb goes off, right? Is well, that too easy? I mean, you well, would, Oppenheimer, was, Oppenheimer was very conflicted, uh, obviously, after creating something that once it's dropped on Japan, like, I mean, it's just like you, you, you created something that caused math, ma- mass death. So it's very conflicted, dude. But check out this cast. Florence Pugh. Oh, God. Cillian Murphy, Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., Rami Malek, uh, Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett coming out of of nowhere to jump in. He's been gone for a while. Who was in the middle there? Who were the who were the Robert Downey, Rami Malek, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. Matt Damon, Matt Damon, Damon, Emily Blunt. Blunt. Dude, I mean that's a crazy cast. That's insane. I really like Florence Pugh too. Well, and Silly Murphy's been a, a long-time Nolan guy. He's been in he's a lot in of Batman, stuff, so he's Inception. He's been in a lot of stuff. So. And also, to be curious, oh, he about was in uh, Dunkirk as well. So right. his like approaching, you know, approaching time right as a theme. How does he approach time? In yeah. is it Oppenheimer or oh, Opp- Oppenheimer? Yeah. Oppenheimer. How does he approach Oppenheimer with you know the theme of time woven in there? I can't, I can't wait. So I would just talk to him. I'd see what he could give me some inside scoop. Fucking wild! What else you got, Nick? What what else? What else are we? What else are we working with for Nolan? Because because my main thing is I want to be like, why was Katie Holmes in Batman Begins and then not in? Uh, <laughs> they, they replaced her with like Maggie Gyllenhaal or something, yeah, right? I know, uh, Which I know you're just totally into, but uh, I mean, I got I got no I got no complaints about either of those. I th- it's, it's, I, it's probably it's probably Tom Cruise's fault somehow, right? I, I, I would assume. I, yeah, I, I would I blame, just, Cruise. blame Tom Cruise. When all else fails, blame Tom Cruise. All right. No, I, I was like just that. with Brad as far as, and we can talk about it when we get later on as far as the clone situation. So we can talk about that. Later. Oh, okay. All right. Well, shit. I feel like 
we've got to talk to him about Inception. I don't know. I, I mean, Nate, I think, is down <laughs> well, on Inception. Yeah, Are you down on Inception? I, so, I, I, so I saw Inception. Well, I've seen it one and a half times. Oh, my God. Um, and, and the first time I saw it, I liked it. Um, I remember liking it, but I also remember feeling a little bit more, much more confused by, oh, by okay. it and like had a harder time kind of wrapping it up. And then the second time... I just couldn't get into it again. Like, I don't know why. And it was a long time later. I mean, were, were you watching it in chapters? Oh, yeah. No, I was on like chapter four of 10. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I admit that like I needed to sit down with a more clearer head. I was probably not sleep deprived too. I was probably trying to watch them all night or something. But, um, but I, I, you know, so I, I guess though, I, what I would say about it is there are elements of it that I definitely recognize I like. I just don't think so. So, and this is, I think, the criticism of Tenet, which I have not seen, but I've heard a lot which is Nolan walks on the edge like he teeters on the edge of things that are in that are I mean we talked about this earlier in terms of time but like he teeters on the edge of asking too much of his audience 100%. in terms of like think interpreting things the way he is interpreting them and thus everything making sense and i think some of the answers to the the problems we have with prestige if you if you take the answer that is the charitable answer and you say oh yeah okay if i follow it that line of logic then you know this all checks out it makes sense it fits but but the expectation that i'm going to follow that line of logic right as as the viewer i think works better in some movies than others and i think inception's kind of in the middle of that pack um, whereas I assume Tenet is really not, you know, really on one far end. And I think Dunkirk, you know, is is a little bit simpler in this way because there isn't so much of that. You know, he's not asking quite so much of that. But, like, I think Prestige does a pretty darn good job of it. I think Interstellar does a really good job of it. So I, I think that's, for me, the where Inception falls kind of right in the middle on this. It's really enjoyable, but you, you're, you're is expecting you to see things exactly the way he wants you to see them. I hate to say it, like, because it sounds super douchey, but it's like, I feel like Inception is one of those movies that, and not that that, that it's super, like, amazing or, or, or deep or anything, but I feel like once you kind of get it, like, once you kind of get into, like, what, okay, this level of dream, this level of dream, this level of dream, this how much time you have and how time passes in each of those, and once you kind of, like, get all that together and you watch it, like, for, like, the second or third time, it really becomes enjoyable when you kind of just like you don't have to be thinking too much. You're not like you're just okay, you can well, just enjoy the acting. You can enjoy the performance. The storyline with DiCaprio and his wife and that whole thing is what makes that movie for me. It's yes, just I mean so you, once you can just focus on that and and like I said, the performance. I think just great performances across the board from pretty much everybody in it. So can we just ruin it really quick for everyone? No, Inception. It's, it's since it. we're talking about it, it, well, that's what have, we do. Can we if talk about the ending seen, really if quick? If you haven't seen Inception, go watch it. It's fucking great. Pause, Pause the pod. <laughs> go. I don't know where Inception is, but go took me eight out. hours to listen to the fucking <laughs> pod, prestige I watched, pod. I had to watch seven movies before they let me finish the pod. But um, the ending, the uh, ending. Uh, so so yeah. I never realized he spins. I don't know why I never realized it. He spins the uh, you don't know the, the, the thing, and he walks away. Up until that point, he has had to stay there and stare at it because it was it was his number one focus that to see it does it fall, does it not. He spins it and walks away. He didn't care. So, so it represents point, two things exactly. He doesn't give a fuck. Right. And B, the camera cuts before it falls. It just wobbles right. very slightly before it, it, before it leaves it falls. us to be on. You un, don't un, know, know if it's going to fall or not. And they talked about the kids and that they're, they look very similar in age. You think that they're maybe wearing the same thing. And somebody referenced that um, in like their, their credits in IMDb, they're listed as two different uh, little young kid actors and actresses. So whatever month old so-and-so 
and Philippa, and then three-year-old right. Philippa, and then the boy, and then three-year-old. So they're saying in that that you know that that would say that they were they were actually the real kids that they had aged two to three years, four years, however long he had been gone. And the and then but the the fact that he walked away that was something that I actually had never really thought about to notice, which makes actually a really big difference. I don't know if it's in a good way or it's probably it's in more of a positive way because at that point it doesn't matter to him because he's where exactly. he wants to be and he'll stay there forever. What's real is just what's ever real to you, right? So he, if he, he found a back spot that kids. he likes, he's just like fuck it, this is the spot, and I don't right. need to wake up. Right. Fuck, that made me like that movie more. It's so fucking good, dude. Nick just is Because I got to a point with that movie where I was where Brad was. I had seen it. I bought that movie. That one went in the garage sale, and I was happy. I was fine <laughs> with Jesus, that one. You dude. like Nolan, but not that much. You're giving away I watched gems. it a lot. I watched him a lot. <laughs> so I got another question for the group or for, for everybody here. Uh, so is Nolan the ultimate like rewatch? director Ooh, like the ultimate yes. where you watch it the first time i think so i, I think when I you don't. watch a, almost if you we listed off his movies besides dunkirk and which which is my least favorite uh nolan by far um almost all of them play with time and editing and and do all of these things so well almost too well sometimes to where it's hard to follow and i think that maybe it's not as enjoyable of an experience the second time through but i think at least i feel compelled to rewatch to be like all right what did i miss here like what is going on we're talking about stuff i've seen prestige six times and we're talking about stuff that i didn't even notice like the like him saying like let's go tell the the brother that you're pregnant i didn't even i didn't even catch on to that Mm -mm. like i don't know who who is another director or another filmmaker another something that scorsese you think so tarantino spielberg yeah. If you're talking about did you want any more, Zach? Or did, you want, did you want to say anything else that was just ludicrous? Or, I mean, once or, I saw once I saw every Scorsese movie I've seen, except for the one that's very Nolan-esque, which is uh, Shutter Island, which I love that not not everybody loves. Uh, I, I don't feel compelled to go back and rewatch. I mean, I I think Scorsese is a bit of a mixed bag for me. Like, I'm not saying I love every Scorsese movie, but the ones I love, I mean, Departed. I love Departed. Ten, but but Tenet was the first movie that I watched of Nolan's where I was like, I watched, I was like, I don't even know if I watch this again, if it's going to make any more sense. I, I kind of liked it, but I just, I was like, I don't know if this is going to make any much, it, it's not going to help me to watch again, I don't think. What Tenet was for me was the first Nolan movie where I was like, I don't even want to rewatch it. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm over I'm 100% it. 100% yeah. with you, Zach. <laughs> I want to rewatch it, but I just don't know if I'll actually sit down and watch Scotch, it. Scotch was going to... I was just going to ask, like, you know, you said, is this the most rewatchable... Director. Or, or director. Yeah. But, I mean, it depends on or what you mean by... I mean, do you mean by, I didn't understand what the fuck just happened, I need to rewatch it, or I, think I want to rewatch it because it's so enjoyable? I think I really... Ch- like the challenge. Like uh, like people enjoying that that challenge that there's more to dive into. I mean, I, I, I dig that with right. Zach. I know where he's coming from there, and... That's pretty unique, and to do what he does, movie every, one after the other, every single time he throws so much, like Nate's saying, at people, and they go back two, three times, the majority. And so I'm, I mean, it's you can make the argument that Nolan is, but like you know, I've, as far as rewatchability, uh, the scope from I, drama. And now comedy, I don't mean I don't. What I do not mean here is. I want to watch this movie over and over and over again. Okay. Even what I, I mean is that I immediately want to rewatch it so that. 
Yeah. Because A, I really enjoyed it, and B, I'm not quite sure what exactly kind, was going kind on. Of like yeah. 12, Does that make sense? Like Twelve Monkeys back in the day, like that movie. Totally. I came out of which the theater, I love. I came out of the theater going, okay, what? <laughs> what I mean, the fuck did I just watch? Tarantino's up there because you leave yeah. a Tarantino and yeah. you're like, I missed so much amazing dialogue. Like I have to know what they said in that conversation. In that conversation, I missed that scene. Like. You know, he said some funny shit, you know, in the first, you know, half hour. So, I mean, he's up there, too. I mean, you know that I'm a rom-com guy. So, like, if I'm talking rewatchability for me, right, it's <laughs> going to be somebody like Nancy Myers or, or Nora Ephron. Um, well, so, I love those movies. And I, I wish I had a crickets again. button. I was going to say, who? <laughs> Everybody's just like, <laughs> You know what? The crickets our, just our audience kid knows. You Scott, know. you heard of these guys? Our audience oh, yes. knows. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, I mean, and then, then you know, there's there's classic 80s directors. that do, do romantic comedies, like, outside of enjoyment, do they need the rewatch on, like, oh, wow, I need to go back and, like, like did I get all again? of that? But you're defining you're defining the the. I mean, you're you're you're. It's a totally narrower category. You're saying I want to rewatch this because I feel like I missed stuff. That's a particular. That's what kind Zach was of, just saying. I understand, but I'm just saying like enjoyed it enough to go back. And exactly. I really liked that. Right. Yeah. I want more. I want to see like all the different layers. Like if Scott right. watched it again right now, he would be like, "Oh shit!" Like they're oh okay, all right. Oh yeah, okay. Right. I see this all because Zach you know? said it in Tenet, he did not enjoy the movie and has no. And we me so, and Zach yeah. have zero. You know effort to go and rewatch that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's right. I guess I'm just saying, you know, different experience. You want, you want to. I guess what I'm saying is like when you want to go back and rewatch a movie, there's something you want to feel again or do again intellectually that mm -hmm. is drawing you back. And I, I think it's obviously not the same for different direct, all, all directors. If you if you want to talk about it as like, you know, you miss some things, you feel like you can like get deeper in it, you can find more details. Yeah, like Nolan. Um, uh, you know, Tarantino, but for me, right. Like a lot of my experience with movies is like, I want to not only experience some of the same feelings again, but especially where I watch a movie over a lot of years, I want to think I, I really, really enjoy realizing that I relate differently to different characters in movies or differently to different situations in movies. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like some of those were like, they're either comedies or romantic comedies that I've watched that I watched for the first time 25 years ago. When I was a kid, like I totally, I, I have a completely different experience now with well, those movies. Cameron Crowe, right? I mean, Cameron Crowe's a great one, yeah. yeah. And, and and that's again, there's some real misses there, but man, the ones that are good are incredible. And he has one, Vanilla Sky, that probably is sort of the Nolan esque. And that's a hundred percent a movie, and, and that's and that's the same feel that I get. They yeah, play with time. They do a lot of different stuff in Vanilla Sky, and they do it well, in my opinion. A lot of people hate it, but those people. Are I'm stupid. with Zach. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, what they're doing, what they're doing in that movie, is something that compels me to go back and want to watch it again and catch stuff. And and that's kind of what I mean by Nolan, because all of his movies yeah. have kind of that thing. Even Dunkirk, a little bit. I mean, I like the oh, for sure. Dunkirk. Oh, it does. Oh, I yeah. like the device in Dunkirk where it all ends at the same time, but time's kind of moving differently. Yeah, 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 yeah. things are not. Well, you'll see something that's yeah. happened already. And then all of a angle. sudden, then you'll jump into that scene and see what actually how it got to right. that spot, so, which is which yeah. is cool. And I liked that about that movie. I guess I'm just not big on World War II. I think that's like your thing. That right, can Brad? be a you thing. World War II I, no, guy? yeah. I mean, I like yeah. a lot of different so, World War I, I mean, for batting average, for sure, oh, Nolan or Tarantino has to be it, right? In this game, and maybe even across all genres, Spielberg, Tarantino. Spielberg has to be in that. As yeah, far as I mean, the Minority Report, but, but, I was but, like, I, I definitely wanted to see that immediately after. But I you're talking it. about all the Indiana Jones movies. You're talking about 
but I mean, E.T., but, you're talking about some of the classics of our childhood as far as, and maybe they're not as rewatchable. Now, Indiana Jones, I feel like, still is. And some of those are great movies, but are they all great movies? And, and so I'm this not is saying my, great movie, I'm so, saying rewatchable. But now, but now we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're this having is a, two different conversations. But, but it's also yeah. a little different thing in an interesting way, right? Because like Tarantino and Nolan have both made the choice to have a very discreet, slow roll career, right? Like they've had a, a dozen movies One, or, you know, I think like 11 yeah so like the, these guys are like they're picking carefully they're really working on it they're not trying to like you know and even though they have some you know some very you know some especially Nolan has like different kind of things they're doing um, but but I think that 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 whereas like Spielberg's amazing, but the batting average isn't isn't as good. There's oh some no, things, I, there's some stinkers. Spielberg's like, got some big stinkers. <laughs> I, I hated Bridge of some Spies, big, ugly like, for example, which some people liked, and I was just like, this is just horrific, right? Terrible. I feel like Nolan knows what he does, and he does it almost every time, and it works. Yeah. And uh, and he's refining it. I think he's gonna miss, and even his even his misses like Tenet are not. I mean, it's not the worst movie I ever saw. But they're big, I'm just, they're big misses because he's going to... He because only, you're so excited, gonna, that's why. And he's going to put everything that he has into every single movie, to, and that's what comes off on the screen. Because it's almost like... You're like, this you guy could have been working on something else. <laughs> well, yeah. no, but it, but it was great acting. It was it was beautifully filmed. The sound was amazing. The visuals the story, were unbelievable. The story just missed. Yeah. The guy from Ballers, I really liked in Ballers, and I did not Denzel's like him boy, in Tenet Den, at all. Denzel's son. Oh, I liked him in Tenet. He's been in two movies that I'm like... Like, he's terrible. and I mean, not terrible. He's not good. He's not Denzel. But in Ballers, he's great and real charismatic and really great acting. And then for some reason in Tenet, his his decisions, I, I, I don't know. I don't it was know. an interesting movie to like kind of make your like big kind of action debut. It was definitely a, an interesting one. But I, just I like play it with – I mean, no one was like, you better not have any fucking personality. None. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what he threatened him with because he's just so bland, and I did not dig it. But anyways. Hey, Christopher Nolan, thank you for coming by. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll leave you on Keep the note that we movies. hated your we latest movie. Them. Thanks for coming by. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> Thanks for prestige. <laughs> so, Motherfucker. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bez Video Kingdom is brought to you by Michael Kane by Michael Kane. <laughs> Hi, I'm Michael Kane. Were you looking forward to the end of the holidays being cooped up with your kids only to be get buggered in the nethers once again because your son or daughter had a play date with a COVID kid? <laughs> All you dreamed of was a long winter's nap, but instead you stuck inside again with those little gym factories and distance learning. <laughs> Mommy! I want a snack. I'm hungry. <laughs> Papa, what are you and mommy doing? Are you wrestling? <laughs> all day, all night, all up in your shit, and you're about to crack. No sleep, no rest, no end. How are you supposed to get through the next day? Why not try a bit of Michael Caine by Michael Caine? <laughs> Michael Caine by Michael Caine especially formulated to give you that perfect snort of needed energy and it'll make you talk so fucking much that your kids will be begging you for a timeout. <laughs> so get yourself a bag and take a sniff of Michael Caine by Michael Caine. <laughs> I'm Michael Caine.
That just that just reminds that me of this. Oh my god, it's so good. That's a fucking good Michael Caine. That's like I a love it. Fucking Michael Caine. All right. God, I love that anchor commercial. What do you guys think? Is it holding? Is it standing the test of time? I think it's really good. Actually, when we were brewing the beer, uh, Nate and I started having a conversation, and Walter was standing like, "Oh, I thought you were just about ready to talk about Anchor." <laughs> I think I, I said something similar, and he's like, "Oh, I thought you were talking about." We, we're just falling right in. We just sometimes we just like to do our Anchor commercial in person. <laughs> just, just you know, just get another couple reps in conversation. It's really just a test to see if you really listen to the podcast. You just like I, dip right into well, it. What's funny is I legit don't listen, so I haven't heard the Anchor commercial since we recorded it. Oh, I've heard it 7,000 times. And so, like, I, I could probably do it and not know it, and I could do the whole thing. You said, and all of a sudden, Brad finds Anchor. <laughs> you say it like so I, th- I think that this was like, I think that's what I said, you know. Uh, all right, so so are we, so so what, where are we at? We are about to fuck, Mary kill. We're going to shag, snag, body bag. So here at Bev's Video Kingdom, we decided to make some categories and the first category is going to be shag. So what is like your favorite thing about this movie that you want to just absolutely just ravage? What do you think? I, I'm going to say twist done so damn right. <sighs> I'm sorry if I'm... B- b- can, I, can, I, can, I, can I just jump in with double up on this one? Oh, yeah. We're going to double up for just, sure. Just, double just say up. ditto. Okay, um, can, I, can I high five you on this one? Oh, yeah. We're going to high five. Yeah, we're just staring, we're going to stare at each other's eyes and high five as we do this. I think our fingers might even interlock. <laughs> I, this might be a three-pot. I'll just breathe heavily <laughs> over here. Because I might be on the same page as you guys, but just... Um, I'll breathe. Every time one of them shows up at the other's performance, it's just like all of a sudden they're there. And like when the other one notices them and they're just like, fuck, like they realize just instantly that some bad shit's about to go down. And uh, I, I love it. Just so good. Just all these little twists, even watching them the second and third time, it's still clever as fuck. And the diaries love it. When they get to the end, it's like, fuck you. And then he keeps yeah. finishing his other Fuck you too. It's just beautiful. They should beautiful. have called this movie The Magician Diaries. <laughs> oh, shit. Jesus. I think that's a teen drama that we need to that's fucking get into production. That we need to address. A period teen drama. <laughs> two 16-year-old sexy uh, vampires yeah. saw, that are also magicians. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I want to I want to sh- shag <laughs> twists on top of twists on top of twists. So it's yeah. not... I, I love a twist, and I, but but I think what what I really love and I want more of is movies that you know I, I, there there aren't that many that do the twist on top of twist really well, like Brad said. That's my shag for sure. Dude, when he that, when he uh, shows up on stage when he's doing the uh, his first time, he's got that cool contraption that's going to make the birdcage. Yeah, and Christian Bale's just standing there looking at him like, oh. "Fuck you!" And then and breaks that girl's fingers. And jacks and she's her screaming. So damn jacks good. are good too. Yeah. <laughs> so I had I had Michael Caine and Christian Bale, and then you guys talking made me remember the first time I saw this movie, and what I loved most about this movie was the sci-fi twist. Yeah, me too. That's what I loved the most about. It. I remember I would talk to people about it, and like I had no idea it was going to go there. I, I see think- two warring magicians. And even when he's talking about the machine, you still don't think it's going to go there. I think that's what Nate doesn't like about it. Yeah, it's coming up in my body bag. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> Nate and I are holding hands this entire time. We might as well just keep our fingers in our Now right we're now. doing it. Now we're doing it. You guys act like you weren't already holding hands. <laughs> Should we switch positions before the body bag? I, I, I would say so. Easier to okay. touch your cock, my dear. <laughs> The sci-fi twist. <laughs> Dude, love it. I love that we're not, that Zach and I are on the same page. Yeah. Zach and I are holding hands that, as that, I speak. Wait, so that's your That's, your that's sh- not my shag, but I just fucking love that. Yeah. I, 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 I talked about it earlier. I yeah. love the fact that it's like, 
you know, you get you get an hour and a half into this movie before any of the supernatural shit comes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which I love. Yep, loved it. It worked. Okay, so my shag is uh, I love all the stuff you guys are talking about. I fucking love all of that. But my shag is going to be for sure, without a doubt, David Bowie. Um, not because he's necessarily spectacular in this movie, but but just because I love David Bowie. And I got the very the quickest aside. Uh, my mother, who is the awesomest, sweetest old hippie that you ever met. And, 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 huge, and an avid fan, fan of the yes. pop. Oh, yeah, exactly. She we loves love you. We love you, Wendy. So, so my mom, for a while, was a professional seamstress and made a living. Uh, among, among a lot of things that my mom has done, she, for a while, worked as a professional seamstress and made uh, clothes for people. And my mom actually made a bunch of stage outfits for David Bowie. Jesus. Is that That's fucking really? tight? Or what? I swear to God. She's got Dude. the book at home that has That's all the really pages cool. marked, and you can go and get Get the the big David Bowie book that's like the big coffee table book out, and you can get it out and grab the little uh, tabs and go to all the stuff that my mom made. Wow! Did she ever meet him? And uh, no idea. Didn't even get didn't even get that far into it when when she was telling these stories. Oh Jesus! Uh, but, you gotta uh, get into those stories, um, <laughs> dude. She would be a good yeah, guest, we, actually. We, well, <laughs> Wendy, you you have an open invitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so pod. that's my that's my shag. I, I I love David Bowie. Was just listening to him on Spotify. The coolest thing in the world, guys, is this fucking Spotify. Do you guys have this? Sorry, you <laughs> talking about the, the Spotify, me, the app? This brand new, this brand new app, dude, for eight dollars a month or something like that. You can literally at any time any song that you've ever thought of ever. You can just listen to it. Spo- is Spotify pon- I thought you said sponsoring spot, us? I, thought I didn't you said know spot it. A fly. I I think that. And also, is Spotify new? <laughs> I'm not saying it's new. I'm just saying, have you guys heard of it? I think you're, just giving, <laughs> you're, you're giving appreciation to. I'm confused. You're giving appreciation so, to what it is. is, is I'm it, saying I was just telling Nick. Nolan ask twist. I was just telling <laughs> Nick. I was pod? listening to. Did we change time, time dimensions? I was just telling Nick. I was listening to. <laughs> I was listening to Bob Dylan the other day because one day I was like. Man, Bob Dylan, everybody thinks he's so dope. Like, I've never really listened to any of his music. I should check it out. I went and checked it out, and I found some really cool stuff. Found some stuff I didn't like at all, but I've also found some stuff I really like. Same with David Bowie. He's got some jams, dude. I, I got to jump oh, back yeah, like 10 yeah. years because I, I was I was using Pandora when like Pandora Pandora's was Pandora's shit, first. though. No, 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 but that's the thing. So I was listening to Pandora, and uh, I had a colleague who I would talk to and stuff, like lunch breaks, preps, and stuff like that, and she was like, you don't use Spotify? I'm like, what, what do you mean? And I was like, what? And she's like, oh, yeah, Spotify, you don't have to, like, listen to what they can exactly. tell you. Exactly. You can choose what you want. I'm like, wait, really? And she's like, yeah, check it out. And I went to Spotify, and I was like, okay. And it's is, the easiest $8 that you spend every this, month, This right? is where I'm at forever. Uh, and, and Now, they, as much as Scotch Beck, they don't I, pay I their artists. The, yeah. <laughs> the, the convenience unfortunately outweighs my 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 feelings for like supporting artists but i i bought so many goddamn cds in my life brad as evidenced by our facebook jail status right now we obviously don't respect intellectual property <laughs> or any of these things so come on dude. This hopefully is- as this pod's gonna be out we're out of facebook jail but we'll, we we shall find out okay so the next category is snag and this is something that we want to take home to Mama and say, "Hey, Mom, quit making those clothes for David Bowie. Check out this that I brought home for you." So, what are you thinking, Nick? What's your uh, what's your snag? I'm gonna step on my rant at the start of the pod. It's Nolan. It's the fact that a uh, that executives they come and they pitch to him um, that he can make big budget, but still make big budget movies that, like I said earlier, kind of turn into cult classics, like this movie. Like I put that into this category. 
He has a, a style, a lighting, a char- like character types that aren't completely um, necessarily, for the most part, charismatic or flamboyant necessarily. Not mild-mannered is the right term, but there's like a class to a lot of his characters and a tone. Um, it's hard to explain. Polished isn't even necessarily the right word, but it's just there's, there's, there's a tone. And, and I think what it has to do is what I was talking about earlier in the pod is how everything that he does, I feel like, is thought out and purposeful, like the majority of all great directors. But what I've read about Nolan is that the dude does his homework. He cares about making as many realistic props as possible that he can use and and um, avoiding as much CGI as possible, which I fucking love. Yeah. And we need more Christopher Nolans um, as we continue to move, you know, further and further along with streaming and getting movies out there quickly. Maybe he should step into the Tesla contraption. We just clone all that. Fuck, please, which is probably God. the only CGI in this movie, right? I mean, uh, obviously, you know. I yeah, mean, I mean, as far as this movie, I'd be curious. Well, you know. Um, there's yeah. not a lot that there I can really think no, of. No, there can't be a lot. You get into things like Interstellar, he's building models and mock-ups and miniatures. Inception, he builds the the spinning room where they're flipping upside down. That's all oh, yeah. CGI. So there's all he thinks. He does as much as he can. He pulls on um, MIT physicists to work with him on Interstellar. So all these things that he does that I feel like they show up on the screen as well thought out. He has to do that thinking because his stories are so damn complicated and he's giving, he's asking so much of the viewer. He doesn't ask him anything that he hasn't already laid out, figured out himself. So if knowing that, if you do a little research and if you're a fan, if you don't know that, then you can trust what I'm saying. Cause here at Bev's, we, we, we we're pitching the truth to you. Didn't he hundred percent. Didn't he build a freeway? <laughs> For the for the tenant, oh, for tenant freeway I would scene? not be I'm surprised. pretty sure he like built a fake freeway built, so that he could film like uninhibited. So for this movie, before, in the, before he when he was creating the script with his brother to get an idea of the world that these characters are going to have in the Prestige, he built the sets in his garage just to get a sense of the world that these characters are going to be a habit. He built the sets in like his with garage. Legos or what was he using? Big ass garage, <laughs> the larger Legos in his large. Oh, Duplo. he used Duplos. Duplos. Okay, in his all right. Car garage. Yeah. Lego, but all like Lego the monotone, like the like the British and the English tones, you know, like the toned like down grades. Kind of they drab. have different Legos. The they call them Duplos. <laughs> he, he has the Christian Nolan and the uh, Hugh Jackman puppets, and he's like having them talk to each other. <laughs> but anyways, uh, it's Nolan for me, and I can geek out for a while. But that that's my that's one of my guys right there. So I'm gonna I want to I want to uh, snag a specific version, which is Nolan's use of time for sure for me. I, I, I like Nolan in general. Um, I don't think everything he does is quite as tight as others, but there there might not be any anybody that uses time in movies like as complex and yet in a way that the audience can always appreciate and forgive. I think uh, he just it, it's it's a it's a device that again I'm sort of like after talking about it and thinking about Tarantino and thinking about other other places. If you're not good at using time in movies, like are you even are, do you even movie? Do you movie? <laughs> Do, Do you, you even direct? Movie? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Love it. All right, my snag is is Michael Caine, and Nick, you mentioned him earlier. I got to give him some credit. Uh, my my first question to you guys though is, what do you think on IMDb, Michael Caine's? What year was his first credit as an actor? Fuck. You'd want to say like a long time ago, but I'll bet it was like eighty two, ninety six. I'm gonna say like seventy nine. 
His first film credit was 1946. Oh my god, we I thought went, you were we going the, the other way, way with it. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> wow. Born in 1933, so his first film what? credit is at 13 years old. He's born in 1933. The dude's got a uh, Is he uh, still alive? Oh yeah. 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 What oh, yeah. the fuck? Still cranking. He's got 176 credits on IMDb. Um I was introduced to him by my my dad. We watched uh the movie Zulu. Um, about British soldiers uh, taking on Zulu warriors in, in Africa. And it's amazing. Michael Caine's amazing in it. So that was a, a younger Michael Caine. So he could have really been at Dunkirk. Yeah, no, I think he, he actually... He was there? I think the Tom Hardy character was I mean, he would That be, was his first he, movie? He, he would have been about 12. <laughs> Nolan plays with timelines so good that... <laughs> you're actually, no, he would have been about 9, 10, something like that. But anyway, so, uh, no, just amazing career and a lovely accent, legendary actor, uh... uh Cars 2, Kingsman, Nolan Films, Now You See Me, uh, just all these the movies Batman, that he's been I mean, in recently, the Batman movies, just amazing. He's 93 years old, he's still making movies, and he's now, uh, uh, it says on his credits that he's going to be in the Now You See Me number three. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? At like 90, wait, wait, in 1933, let me do the quick math. Yeah, 92 years old? Wait. Yeah. 70. 90, 90, no. 88 or 89 or whatever, yeah. His highest grossing movie is him saying the word mater a bunch of times. Uh, He was great. I actually (laughs) really enjoyed him in Cars 2. No, he was great, but I'm I'm just saying, like, that's 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 probably his biggest movie. I'm a non-apologist for Cars 2. I actually like Cars 2 a lot, and uh, he was, Michael Caine was great in it, so. Michael Caine, he's, like, one of the most likable, but not likable where it's like, oh, that dude, like, seems, like, sweet. But he kind of does, but there's something about him. You there's love a, every uh, moment he's on the screen. And intelligence and like almost a little sarcasm to his the way he speaks. Yes. And it's just, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's very, uh, uh, a lovely act. And the dude can it's like he's sweet. act his balls off. It's like, like he's, he's, just, he's always sweetly disapproving. Yeah. Like he's the one that I feel like <laughs> I, he, I dig that. he adds something, he adds legit, adds something to every single Batman movie. Just his presence. Makes oh, yeah. it well, just seeing Michael Caine on screen, you're like, okay, this this is something yeah. better now. Just Gives because some credibility. He's yeah, 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 100%. yeah. So yeah, Michael Caine, hundred percent snag. What are you snagging? I'm I'm snagging Scar Jo. Like, not even in a weird way. I think what, she's, what would be a weird way. I just think Part, she's partly in a weird way. She's great in this, and I she think she has she has a really good run. She's in a bunch of stuff, but she has a really good run there. Which she was in the island, which is not a great movie, but I love her in it. And uh, she was in Prestige. She did an Anne Boleyn movie, and then just uh, he's just not that into you. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Nate, she's that's right really in your good. wheelhouse. Oh yeah, I have. She's really good in it. I think she's great, and uh, I love it when she has the long blonde curly hair. And uh, I just, I just think she's spectacular. I mean, this is interesting. You know, we talk about this a little more, or maybe allude to it a little more with actors, right? Like, think about Brad Pitt or Leonardo DiCaprio. Kind of start out as like real heartthrob dudes, and they kind of come into their own. Um, and maybe we talk a little bit about less with actresses, right? Because I, I don't know why, but like, you know, Scarlett Johansson's beautiful right and a lot of the reaction you have when you think about her in a movie is like god she's just gorgeous and sexy and attractive but she's a legitimately really really good actress that i think she can act her ass off yeah really good i I think she started off as like people were like damn this girl's a good actress and then she kind of grew into being like that's more beautiful yeah that's a really interesting point yeah that she did that way whereas and i guess maybe i'm trying to think of others that fit that you know, a little bit. I don't know if I'm trying to think of like Jennifer Lawrence, right? Who's an incredible actress. She um, did grow into it because Winter's Bone is not anything yeah, near she's to not anything sexy. she ended up and she yeah. was nominated for that. Yeah, that's a great call. So, you know, that's interesting. I, I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. I haven't thought that much about it, but 
Um, but it's interesting to think about actors that kind of go the two different directions. Uh, I, I think she's great in Prestige specifically. Uh, I love the I love the costumes and the hair and just the the idea of being like the the kind of magician's arm candy. I, I, well, I think and, that's and, such an interesting like part of magicianry. And she's it's, really not in it that much, but like is very memorable. For why sure. She's, that's why she's on the cover. Yeah, for sure. Um, so body bagging. I I'm gonna start body bagging because I said earlier I I don't really have a body bag until we started this podcast and then I'm like questioning how Tesla knew to make that fucking machine and I'm it's kind of pissing me off a little bit so I'm gonna kick it over to Nate and he's gonna tell us what his body bag is. well Nate and I are gonna switch positions real quick oh, we're, okay. we're getting ready we'll to swap a rope. jump into the, the same oh, business yeah thing. so so I I don't I, I what I would say you know to be really precise I don't like the pivot away from the theme that I mentioned at the outset, which is this, like, you want the simplest explanation and you resist it over and over again. And then all of a sudden, like, they don't give you the simplest explanation at all. It's some fucking fantastical bullshit at the end. And so, like, I want them if I'm going to try to I'm going to work with this poorly in my alternate ending to try to solve this problem. But I, I want them to punch me with a sort of I want Nolan to give me whatever was the simplest explanation um, for all the things that he's sort of like feeding you that, that you, so I want him to make you think to the very end that there's a chance that this was like a real sci-fi deal. And then I want him to just pull the rug out. I want it to be the simple trick. Um, and, so where he like falls into the floor, there's a big slide that he like goes in and like yeah. flies up and <laughs> well, all of a yeah, so, so, I, so I was imagining whatever. something like that and I, I, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about it. But yeah, I was imagining that like triplets. Was that, it the, the, go- the, go- <laughs> oh, like the, shit. the Goonies slide? <laughs> well, I was I was imagining that like there was something kind of cool and elaborate where Jackman was exact for sure committed to trying to commit the guy to, you know, c- convince him that he had murdered somebody but he'd done it with, you know, some sort of prosthetics or he'd over and over again, like found a way to drop, you know, this like body into a tank that looked like it was dying. And then he, you know, I, I don't know. I, it sounds I, more working, complicated. I'm working on it. Well, yeah, you know, for the Nolan <laughs> apologist, it would. Well, Nate, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping right there with it because my, my statement is the cloning device. And I said, I wish there was a way to get the same type of movie without the magic of a cloning device like you just I, I don't get that, that last twist because you think you've got the twist right don't you think that you lose that if you don't have that how do you get that last twist you know what i mean because you're like oh my god the twist is that bail has a twin and then as the camera cuts away and it goes to credits like you get that last like oh fuck well it's just to bring in a real person into the movie nicholas tesla to bring in tesla into the movie as a real person and then all of a sudden have him be a wizard that's just weird yeah, I I mean, I guess there's a question about whether or not he's being a wizard or whether it's science. I mean, you know, like, Man, it's about not his Lord of the Rings. I mean, they didn't call him a wizard. <laughs> he's a scientist <laughs> that created a machine. Because he's Gandalf. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I, I I don't know I don't know how to think about what Tesla's supposed to be here if, it, if this is just supposed to be like advanced science or whatever. But Mystic. I don't I don't like it anyway. I'm body bagging that shit. Nick, your body bag's open. What's All going right, in? so Zach and I love the machine and the sci-fi twists, and in my fucking research, of course, I had to come across something that, like tonight, what you guys have talked about has opened my eyes to a couple of things that I'll try to forget. Um, <laughs> but okay, Just memento so that shit. They brought up, so why does he have to clone himself in the first place? He clones himself once. He doesn't have to murder himself at all, and then he right? can just stay 
the twin and continue to do the exact same trip and no one would be the wiser. He doesn't have to. Nick, you're absolutely right. Now I have a double. Just fucking shoot himself yeah. every single night a hundred times. Doesn't yeah. have to Why happen. can't they just be homies? Doesn't have to happen. Oh, you think he wants to, he just kill himself he each to, time? Why no. doesn't he just talk to the clone and be like, hey, bro, like this is the plan, right? No, and he's saying, like, yeah, cool. The, the one time in, uh, in Tesla's, when he tries it out for the first time, that's the only time he duplicates himself. The clone has all. That, the me- I agree. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. The clone has all the memories of losing his wife and all that right. same stuff. So it's like they're both ready to fuck over. Right. Christian Bale's character. They're they both ready. Up. They can be whatever. They can be. So on the they could be the badass team. Well, I kind of get similar into that when we get to a, a little <laughs> bit later in this pod. I don't. I don't necessarily want to do a second body bag, but I am gonna just. <laughs> I do want to call us back to something. <laughs> I just unzipped one. I just I just watched it. I do want to call us back to something that I mentioned at the outset, which like I kind of talked about as though it was was interesting and endearing, but I I don't want to misunderstand anyone misunderstand. The fact that on the second watch you know that that like the wife is just getting fucked over by these twins who are deliberately doing these things that 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 so that I'm not I'm not I mean I guess I don't know that I'm saying it's a criticism of the movie per se, because maybe that's what Nolan wants you to feel. But it definitely makes me hate the Christian Bale characters in a way that I didn't experience at all the first time. Where I'm like, oh, you are a fucking, you guys are terrible. Both of you are terrible for doing this. Um, and you have blood on your hands. So I, so I, I don't a, think they're doing it on purpose, though, right? Well, they're not trying to gaslight her, but they are definitely, but they're definitely, they're definitely knowingly, like, aggravating her as they go. I think just dickhead brother. No, but the other brother is no, like. Both are in I mean, the other brother could I be mean, like, okay, you one know, it's me. You know, like they her, could but... let her in on the. They could let her in on the the fucking scam. Like uh, either of the brothers yeah. could be like. I do not see the in. downside to letting her in on it. Right. I, I mean, I, I, if he's she's so your paranoid. That they're so paranoid that I think that's the point. They're worried about somehow. Danton getting to the wife and like doing all this shit. Like the magic is more important than even like their relationship, their love for her. And for me, that really borders on like taking away any sympathy I might possibly Mm -hmm. have for the character. And so that like maybe that's what Nolan wants, but that's definitely how I felt the second watch. I think that all of his decisions, and correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, I think all of Nolan's decisions are based on someone watching it for the first time. That's fair, and 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 and, but it, but I guess still like you know to play slight devil's advocate, you still if you're someone who's really sitting around and thinking about it, it might go back and have that revelation, like you know Scotch earlier sort of had that thought, although maybe not as strongly. So I admit, like again, you know this might be Nolan's like maybe he he realizes you're not going to have quite such a strong reaction in hindsight, but I definitely did. So anyway, so I, I want to bog he, us down. But I think Zach to answer your question, I my take is that he. He designs it for the first reactionary moviegoer response because at the end of the day, he's creating an experience for that moviegoer right. in that moment, first time seeing it, knowing that his movies are deep enough. To but that's what people. makes him Christopher Nolan, right? Like yeah. on rewatch, you get all these different layers right. to it. Like, and I think he knows that. Nate he's had, not, he knows. Nate had visceral reactions both times. The first time he watched it, he was like, he was like, oh man, I really love this. Second time he watched it, he was like, fuck these guys. You know what I mean? Which is kind of cool, really. Even if you, even if you don't enjoy that negative emotion. He didn't say fuck Christopher Nolan when he was here sitting with us, having yeah. he didn't say it to his face. <laughs> what a bitch. Eat it. Eat it, Nolan. <laughs> all right. Cameo. Oh, is it fucking cameo time? Like it's fourteen times. Time. It's probably edited out, but hey. fourteen times we were like, "Hey, cameo!" Brad's like, "Not yet, not yet." <laughs> Stop it. Is there, ca- is there cameo? 
No, let's go. Is All there, right, let's move there, on. Moving on. Is there anyone in the movie that's dead? Um, I think there's some of the older guys, yeah. Okay. Not Michael Caine. The blind dudes. The blind guys. <laughs> uh, so, so what are we streaming? Streaming recommendations. Mm. I got it. I've got a good one. So mine, I'm, I'm magic adjacent. Oh. Michael Caine adjacent, because Michael Caine is in this movie. I'm going with Now Now You See Me. I have never seen that. Is it good? So, Oh, it's with the... With, it is. Who's the main actor? Uh, you got Jesse Woody Mike. Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg, yeah. Uh, uh, Isla Fisher, Dave Franco, Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine. I dug oh, it. Oh, and uh, uh, um, who, the dude you hate. Uh, uh, Which Hulk, one? Hulk um, from... Oh, oh fuck. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo as, as well. And Common... He's in it as well. So uh, it's a great fun. It's just a fun, stupid movie. Like, it's about as popcorn as it gets. It deals with magic. Some of it's so implausible, but there's fun twists. Eisenberg's it's, good, too. Oh, it's it's good. It is really good. It's on Fubo. <laughs> so, yeah, check it out on Fubo or rent it because I think Fubo's the only place you can stream it, and whoever the fuck's got Fubo, enjoy it. No one has Fubo. Now you see me. Fubo. And they Fubo. have a part two, which... It's just as silly and dumb, but it's fun as well. And and they're so like I said, they're allegedly doing a number three. I didn't like the second one. Eh. Wait, you, did you? Just, I thought you said you didn't see the first one. No, I saw the first one. Oh, with Jesse Eisenberg. Got yeah, it's it good. It's good. Okay. Does Fubo it's stand fun. for for us by others? <laughs> I just curious. I, love I, it. I think they missed a big opportunity with Now You See Me Two, which they called it Now You See Me Two with a number two. <laughs> they should have called it Now You Don't. You would think. You would think. Now you see me. Now you don't. But maybe you they already had, call maybe the first they already had plans now you for the third one. Huge, so they're like, "What do we do after that?" Mess. Now you see me. Now you don't. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I like that as a movie. I like that as the. As the, as the <laughs> People, are, what the fuck is this movie called? Movie. Go fuck yourself. It's <laughs> now you see I me. Part three. Uh, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Uh, Streaming. I want, I want you. To, I want you to stream Interstellar, which I, th- oh, which I again will Got argue me. is the best Nolan. Uh, uh, and, and I and we did this in the. We got We've talked about this. We got We got to bring this out. Do this again. We we did it in the basement tapes, um, which will never see the light of day. But we might rehash it, and uh, you can see that on Paramount Plus, which I do not own. Dude, fucking Fubo is killing it this week because my streaming recommendation is gonna be a uh, my. Probably my second favorite bail, which is Dickie in the Fighter, and it's fucking streaming for free on Fubo. Like, how Fubo? much is Fubo per month? It's like eighty. No clue. Dollars. Talk to Puffy. <laughs> is Fubo a Puffy? <laughs> Yo, Sean. <laughs> Yo, Mister Combs. No, this, dude, this dude's always called it Fubu, but it's it's Fubo. <laughs> okay. What did I steal yours, Nikki? Yep, you stole mine. All right, well, good. Inter- it's all good. You're with I, me on Interstellar. Yeah, yeah, with that. So that's a double recommendation for Interstellar, if I'm correct. It, it's very If you good. haven't watched it, go fucking yeah, watch it. It's, and it's, just check out all the all the. And, Nolan I, and, I, was, and I didn't see that until you guys made me watch it for the basement tapes, and I was blown away. Scott, I, I told my, you about it for a very long time. Yeah. I, and Interstellar? I was like, yeah, that's cool. You hadn't seen it when no, we watched it? No, that was the, it. Dude, I hadn't seen it either. I remember telling Zach, both of you guys, about it for... Yeah. Oh, Quite fucking wild. Scotchback's saying, I haven't seen it either. Yeah. Well, that's your that's your homework assignment, Scotch. Ooh, I, I accept. Enjoy it. Where are we? We're, we, 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 we it's time for alternate endings or reshows. Don't watch Interstellar the night after you watch Prestige, because you're going to be like, uh, just wait a month and then watch it. All right. What's our next category? I'm the host and I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> reshelf. Reshelf, reshelf it. Oh my God! We got reshelves galore. Uh, Brad said he wanted to start us off. So where are we where are we where are we reshelfing, Bradley? All right. So we're going alternate ending, 
And and my whole point in this alternate inning is that they have a fucking cloning device. Like, it, it can clone shit. So Angiers clones himself, and rather than just cap himself instantly, he's like, let's have a conversation, dude. Like, let's talk about this. Like, you you hate uh, 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 Borden. I hate Borden. Let's do some shit. And so they clone a few more themselves. They've got a bunch of them. And now they're just going and haunting the shit out of Borden. Like they're just like popping up in weird places. Like they'll they'll show up in a location, and all of a sudden somebody will leave, and then all of a sudden he's like right behind Borden. And he's like Borden's just like losing his mind. What the fuck? Like how's he doing this? Like this is wild. So um, Borden's going back in there, and, and he and his brother are talking. They're like, "Fuck, man, we got to get back in this dude. We can do some of the same shit. He's probably maybe he's just a twin as well, and he's doing the same shit. So let, let's fuck with him." And so they're now kind of doing some of the same stuff, and and and. And Angers is just like losing his mind. He's like getting tweaked out and he's like very reacting. And one time they fuck him over so bad, he's just reacting. And he's just like, oh. he pulls out a gun and he just blows his head off, kills himself. And the boards are like, fuck, <laughs> damn it. It's like, we, we took this magic to the streets and all of a sudden this dude kills himself. This like, dude's hard as fuck. This is not good. Like, man, I feel kind of bad about this. But so they go kind of go back to, to doing their own thing. And, uh, Angier all of a sudden one day shows back up and the Bordens are like, no, dude, we saw you kill yourself. Like, oh, and then they start talking to them. Like Borden's sitting there talking. He's like, wait a second. We have the same secret. And Andrew's like, what, what are you talking about? And Borden, uh, uh, um, Fallon's right there. Fallon takes off his shit and Fallon's like, we're twins. Scooby-Doo moment. And he's like, he's like, you're a twin too. <laughs> and Angier looks at him, kind of smirks. And then saw, all of a sudden out of the dark, like 15 Angiers come out of the thing and they just circle around the Bordens and they're all just kind of smirking, looking at them and boom, we go to credits. Like, Oh, damn. I actually like that. So, so I, I want to see him get killed though. Can I, ju- can I jump on that real quick? Cause I couldn't figure out how to do my dad's till dawn uh, prestige till dawn. <laughs> I almost went that direction. And then they're I was like, vampires. <laughs> That's they're all vampire like siblings. Every time Tesla and they like, live forever. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I want to alternate. So I'm. I also dis. I want to remove this. So I'm going to stick pretty tightly with it, and I haven't figured it exactly. But okay, so he he pays all this money right to uh, to Tesla, and it's not Tesla at all. So it's a totally fake Tesla, right? That's all put on. All the hats, the cats, those were all planted there as a device, right, to try to eventually convince him. Oh, to trick him. Yeah, this is all this is all done, and you you, when you get the flashbacks later to sort of explain it, it's Bale. One of the one of the twins is there in disguise because, of course, they can split up. So one of the twins followed him to Colorado Springs and hung the whole time. He's dressed as Andy Circus as the as the (laughs) the little helper for David Bowie. Totally love that. So. So, so he's there the whole time. He's getting this. So not only, right, is this part of a great trick because he gets him to, like, think that he's got this great transporter device, but he gets a shit ton of money. He's conned him out of, like, this huge fortune. So now Bale's got a bunch of money. Okay, so everything proceeds exactly as it does, except we see that, you know, tries to clone himself, right? He's, he's in it, and we don't know what happens, right? It cuts. So we don't see the guy pop up that he shoots, we're left to not know, did this really work? And 
So he feed, it feeds us for that last few minutes thinking that like maybe this really was because we don't know yet that it was Tesla was a fake. So we think he really did it. We, we think that it all worked out. And then all of a sudden, right, there's this great engineering feat that somehow, you know, he, he gets in some vacuum tube that shoots him up to the balcony. Oh, like at the bank. And <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah. He's like a, he's like a fucking bank deposit. He's just like <laughs> pneumatic tube. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, can, can we step back for a second and appreciate that if we're led to believe that Tesla created like a, a you know, a fucking cloner, we should probably believe that we could do a vacuum tube for a person. Okay. So anyway, so, so what are all these things in the tanks that they keep hauling out? Every single night he has the part of the trick is he drops in this like wax person to the tank, knowing that one night the guy's going to come and think that he, he, he killed him. And then they do a sort of swap, some sort of swaparoo at the, at the, uh, they pay, you know, he pays off the fucking guy. So he actually does frame bail right after he realizes he's been conned oh so he Tesla does realize was. at some point that yeah, he's he, been he getting keeps fucked. zapping himself and he's like yeah. this shit doesn't work this All is a total is, i got conned every time he does it he grows one more dick and he's yeah, like what he's, the so fuck he's like, i've got seven dicks <laughs> <laughs> so 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 it's like a con back to a con and then another con and bango bingo bongos <laughs> con on we're con, home con. so i'm just telling you like i want to get that fucking like invention out of there. I want the simplest explanation. Simplest explanation is a vacuum tube and a wax guy. See, we're both on like the opposite ends because like I just like they have a cloning device. Use it properly, and you're <laughs> yeah. like, let's get rid of the cloning device. No, like I, the, we we need somewhere on that side because I think the the happy middle is not that happy. So there's two ways it. you go with it. One, you go super dark, and my alternate ending would be like he clones himself and then starts having like this weird incestuous homosexual relationship with himself, right? <laughs> or of course, that's where you would go. Dude, <laughs> I literally have never, ever to this moment thought about clones having a sexual relationship, and I'll never not think about it again. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'm going to give one quick shout out, and if <laughs> anybody out there gets this, I would be so happy. There was an old comic, uh, it was a Canadian comic called Space Moose, and it was big when I was in college, like in the, in the late 90s. With who? It was No, it was just called Space Moose. Yeah, I know, but it. who was it big with? Um, <laughs> good question. Big question. It was big. It was kind of a, it was kind of a, it was kind of a cult thing. It was this dude Adam Thrasher that created this comic and uh, the space moves in one. He has a, a device where he can like time travel, and he time travels back just so he can go fuck himself. And he's like in one of the panels, he's actually like fucking a version See? of himself. And I thought that was hilarious at the time. Huge with everybody at the south end of the second floor of Grace Cavell Hall. Yeah. <laughs> Huge with yes. that crowd. Great Space reference. Moose was bro. great. So, yeah, so he's either going to have a dark, incestuous relationship where he fucks himself, or he's going to, I mean, you saw him, right? He's got a fucking 12-pack. He just makes, like, an army of gigolo jackmans that go out <laughs> and he just, like, you know what I mean? They just go out and fuck, like, the rich, like, London debutantes that are, uh, that are trying to get with, like, hot dudes with abs. I don't know if abs. Were, your, I don't think abs were a thing back then. They wanted the fat guys. They knew they were rich. Yeah, they knew they were rich. So, eating well. Eating yeah. well. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know, I'm unconvinced. You can't turn down an offer. You got you got things in a movie you just can't the, avoid. You, you, you can't turn down an offer on your daughter's wedding, and you got a cloning oh. device. You got to attack those things head on. Are you about to make Dick me an first. offer I can't resist? Um, <laughs> <laughs> cannot say no to you. Cannot say no to you, but you can if you I have a hard time, hard time turning down, but I'll think about I'll it. Understand, <laughs> I'll understand. I'll understand if you don't. offer that you will nod your head to. <laughs> uh. So the story follows because Tesla created it. 
you're, you're led to believe Tesla's never tried it on himself. He's in a competition with fucking Thomas Edison. And he's like, but Absolutely. I'm not doing this. And, so and, he has and to tried this point, has not tried it with a cat. Are you telling my story? I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm, I'm color. I'm adding color. With a black cat. It's the first time Nick hasn't got mad at me on the pod. I love hey, it. Scott, will you tell this story? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, thanks, Nate. I'm, I'm glad you're excited. I'm excited. I'm, excited. <laughs> I'm, on, the, I'm on the edge of my seat here. Um, but uh, Tesla and Tom, I don't. It's not long, so I don't think I have anything long. Uh, I had two lines, and you jumped in quick. I just, I'm getting my second line. You guys are making me laugh. Tesla and Thomas Edison, they're at each other's neck. Thomas Edison, as soon, I mean, they're burning down Tesla's factory science, uh, his magician wizard factory. <laughs> factory science magician <laughs> wizard factory. <laughs> they're burning it to the ground. <laughs> <sighs> Nick, I'm following. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm with waiting. you. I'm with you. I'm thinking of Brad calling wizard. <laughs> but but Tesla at this point he's created the whole competition between between him him and Edison because Thomas Edison is Tesla's. He's he's created Tesla. Tesla is a dressed up version with makeup of Tesla. Of uh, Thomas Edison is that of Tesla. So Tesla created Emma Te- Edison to create this competition this like this false competition i don't know what for but he created thomas edison oh, it the makes same him, it makes, yeah it makes edison look it good. makes him he's a it's a conglomerate it's an it's an electrical it's a electricity conglomerate he's led to believe he's making everybody believe that thomas edison and, and him himself tesla and, are competing. Edison gets, and then edison gets out of hand and he just like it's like he loses control of him and, and shit it goes ends awry. with a sex scene between yeah. the two of them <laughs> <laughs> if you would just let me get to <laughs> The final, the final blowout. God damn it! It's a different kind of uh, prestige till dawn, right? Water, different different kind emoji, of blowout. Emoji. Is, that, <laughs> is, that, is that is that is that is that is are you, are you talking about prestige till dawn? Is that <laughs> God damn! I wish I could think. We can cut this, and I'll think of something electric, electricy, electricy. Are you done? I'm done. Oh, I love that yeah. prestige electric boogaloo. Dude, so I got one more. I got one more alternate ending that I just thought of when Nick was doing his. Because, like, obviously, Tesla wants to try the thing out, right? Yeah. So David Bowie goes underneath the thing, zaps himself. Guess who comes up on the other side of the thing? Ziggy. Ziggy fucking Stardust. Ziggy. There's, oh, there's my new movie. Up. Oh, I fucking love That's it. That's a music well, video. Well, not to mention that Tesla's first intention was like, oh, shit, I can clone, like, actual beings. He you, can, you can end starvation. And he's like, no, fuck. I'm oh, yeah. If you can clone hats, you can clone steaks, I'm giving right? it to the great Danton. I'm giving it to the great Danton. <laughs> Danton. The great Danton. Rather than cure, you know, like, I mean, end all sorts of supply resource. Like, You put a stack of cash, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's just like, oh, no. Uh, get, why don't you give me 100 bucks? Put it in the machine. <laughs> Fucking, there's just a big stack of money out there by the I cats. Know, it's so stupid. Like, I mean, you got to advise like God that. God damn. You are poking too many it. holes in this so movie. I really like this movie. So many great things you could do with it. And he decides, nah, I'm just going to let this guy continue his blood. You, this, My this, Benjamin's got cat piss. This is the, it. this is the like great downfall. This is the major weakness. Yeah. You see. They shouldn't have brought that machine out. So stupid. So earlier, Brad's little board said seven hours on it. Now it says 39 minutes. So I'm a little worried that we didn't do this correctly. It's because we're doing a Nolan film. Uh, yeah, Scott just said, we like, this timeline thing is really fucking everything what, what, up. What's I thought, funny is we literally record our pods like Nolan films. We do. Which is it's, why you guys often hear us, like, 
refer to things that never that haven't happened yet. And I, and I want to give props to those that have, have lasted. I mean, because it's been a de- <laughs> decent sized pod. This is Godfather. You know, size? the time the time kind of moves around, shifts around. Hope you listen to this in like maybe chapters. But yeah, hey, much much props to all of you guys that have gone the whole way through. All of you guys with a two hour commute to work, you guys are stoked right now. Yeah, right on it. All right, where are we moving on to? So. Guys, everybody get a babysitter, find yourself some transportation, and come out to Last Call Brewing on February 5th and come see us for our beer release of BVK IPA. We're all super excited about it. Thanks for listening to us bullshit about prestige and Hugh Jackman fucking in his self and all of, <laughs> all of the fun shit that, that we got into this pod. Does anybody else have any uh, parting gifts or comments? So we got or, a draft uh, coming up Thursday. Most mo, uh, The best Christian Bale performance. Uh, we're going to go deep. 16 deep picks of Christian Bale. And we're going to say that you can pick either him as Batman in any of the movies. Right, Brad? Yeah, those those will be individual performances. So. Okay. And I like which, that. Which Batman performance is the best? And Scotchbeck is coming on as our guest. We're going to have Lauren Allaire on, uh, our friend who's a, a model and an artist and on Instagram. has And, and, and uh, she she had a she booked a gig last minute, so she's going to come on in a few weeks. But uh, we're still going to call her out on all the socials and probably make fun of her. Yeah, and she'll be back soon. She'll be back. So. She'll join us. We, we, but we got Scotchbeck coming to judge us, the OG judge, so uh, we're looking forward to that. I mean – Maybe I'll we're just—it's kind of a uh, like a lateral move. We're just going from one beauty to the other. Yeah. Healthy, you know I mean? healthy Scotch. Yeah, yeah. Coming off that Rona. off that Rona, he's 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 come back. Oh. Yeah, he's actually here. We we allowed him. The 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 CDC was like called us up. They're like, yeah, Scotch can come over. I think I think for podcasts, it's only a three day quarantine. Okay. So, yeah, CDC just changed that rule. Yeah, they've yeah. been doing a lot of flip flopping. <laughs> They're flopping and flipping. <laughs> snip snap snip snap. <laughs> All right. Hey guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you on Thursday for the draft. Bye-bye. Later. Start this